Oh, dear. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Oh Dear, presented by Bose Bar and Stage. We're back, well-rested, took an extra week off there to get ready. Well, for something we're going to talk about a bit later, and we do have a lot to talk about tonight. I'm Ted Emmett, very happy to be back here once again, coming to you from Communal Creative Studios in the heart of downtown Red Deer, joined by the man who is too dirty to clean his act up. And for that, it is a good joke because that was the song we came out to at the firefighter calendar launch party. So yeah, a little bit of an inside joke, but Dustin likes it. Dustin Moore, how are you? Yeah, one of my favorite classic tunes back to the 90s, I believe, Christina Aguilera, but I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to talk about our adventure on Saturday night. Pretty pumped to be back with you boys after, what are we, three days away from each other. So nice little break. Thank God for grandparents right now. Not a lot of sleep going on in our house with that daylight saving time. Yeah. Got Got it, Ted. So yeah, other than that, I'm good. I'm having a troubled monk and enjoying life. And him and his girl's going to shake the room. It's, this is going to be a Christina Aguilera themed opening here, like it or not. Kevin Walsh, how's it going? What song is that? Is that a lyric from one of her that's songs? Still, that's still dirty. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was too busy focusing on walking very briskly through the crowd during that song on Saturday night. So, but yes, I'm good, Ted. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, is there, there more to that? Or, and yeah. So, of course, the man who's always sweating till his clothes come off, Ryan Lund. How's it going? Good. I had a shower and I'm nice and clean. <laughs> And you legally were in bows with your shirt and pants off in the I'm same always, night. I'm always legal. It's not illegal. Yeah, it's it's not just illegal. Yeah, it's frowned upon by a yep. few people, not us. It was just encouraged that night. We are going to talk about that all a bit later, but she had one of the best seats in the house to watch us do whatever it was we did on Saturday night. She's maybe, I guess, the best seat in the house again over on the couch to watch us do whatever the hell we're going to do tonight. Coworker Aaron, how's it going? It's going good. Just love to do a lot of watching. So it's been wonderful. <laughs> you dirty girl. <laughs> you want to get is, dirty. This is the start of a Criminal Minds episode. <laughs> <laughs> and no intro is complete, of course, without mentioning the two heroes behind the scenes, Ryan and Riley from Communal Creative Studios, spending yet another night making the magic happen for us. And congratulations are in order, I guess. Today now would have been episode 31 by the time this comes out 32, but they did hit 30 episodes already of The Road, The Stage. They're putting out a podcast every week. That's really hard to do. So congratulations, guys, on that. And I mean, listen to all of them, but listen to episode 30 because Ryan is on it and he was fantastic. It was uh, pretty cool to hear just about his life as a sound tech. So I think we all know he's, uh, you know, one of the heroes at Bose every show making it happen. So congratulations, guys, on that. And I think we're probably going to hear from Ryan a little bit later, too. And let me just say, like, like, what have we had? Is this episode 19? Yeah. So they've pumped out 32 episodes. They started after us, I believe. They're pumping out video content. Plus, they both still work at Bose. Like, those are some hard working gentlemen that we got on our team. So, thanks, fellas. And thanks for pointing out how uh, slow we are at doing things. But, <laughs> hey, but like, in all seriousness, like, there's a lot of, like, I feel like we've done a lot of stuff. Like, 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 I keep saying like, <laughs> but honestly, it's, it's busy for us. Like, everyone's got their own lives and stuff. And those guys are putting in a ton of time for all different kinds of businesses. So, well done. 
Yeah, thank you again, guys, as always, for being here. Uh, this is going to be a great episode. I can feel it. You know, we've been a little off the rails lately. I think we're all buzzing, though, from Saturday night still. And uh, I'm really excited because we are going to focus in a little bit more this episode. There's a more of a community focus to it. We're going to have Miles Peak from the Red Deer Outreach Center here and Kara Horsley from Mamas for Mamas Red Deer, which is uh, something new that's uh, come up in the last couple of months. And they're going to both talk about some ways you can give back during the holidays because we are getting getting into the holiday season. It's before Remembrance Day when we're recording this, but after when it comes out. So we will talk a little bit about the holiday season. And as fun as that is and how excited we all get for the holidays, it can be the worst time of the year for a lot of people. And I think there's some uh, really great ways that we can all support those people and those families over the holiday season. And Miles and Kara are going to tell us all about that. It's also the first time that we're going to actually do some recording do an interview, and then finish the recording. So we're doing everything in real time tonight, and we're going to see how that goes. Anyways, on with the show. The one thing that will never change or probably never change is how we kick off the night with the Glad Game. The Glad Game is brought to you by Louis Coraveau of Warren Sinclair LLP, a central Alberta law firm dedicated to helping all its clients achieve their business and personal goals. Learn more at warrensinclair.com. I'll kick it off tonight. Lots of exciting things going on in Red Deer, and I know I got just berated for my last Glad game uh, for all the birthday parties I mentioned. You're I did, just such a suck-up. Speaking of which, I never got invited to any of them, yeah. <laughs> which I'm not happy about. But anyways. So what does that tell you? Yeah. yeah. They, either they're not listeners or they're not happy. But I was just going to hey, say, it I doesn't work. I invited you to beers for my birthday. Oh, that's true. I did get invited oh. to one. Yeah. yeah, but you apparently don't matter. Yeah, I guess yeah. not. Love you, Kevin. You're not going to invite you next year. You know what else I love? Westerner Park. They got a lot of cool stuff going on. <laughs> CFR just that ended. like a bad radio ad. <laughs> CFR just ended, which was awesome. I know they had great turnout, great corporate sponsorship. They had, they ran a, a free cabaret every night. Lots of people out at the Westerner. Agritrade just kicked off today. Uh, I'm not a big agriculture guy uh, or farming guy, but I know there's a ton of exhibitors there this week. And then obviously the World Juniors, which hits close to home as for us, for hockey fans and looking forward to get out uh, to the Canada ga- exhibition game and then uh, seeing the opposite pool to Canada here in Red Deer. So they're bringing in lots of traffic, lots of tourism and uh, yeah, looking forward to, to getting through these events and into a new year. And lots of money. I think what, what was it about 25 million? They say it injected into the economy, just CFR. And then of course, agri-trade going on too so yeah uh, so i guess what i'm glad about is that uh, uh all the clubs are able to kind of get back to almost business as usual i know our optimist club uh we're starting to have some events again i know we have our uh, battle of alberta event we're we're just about finished finalizing and it's going to be on january 8th at bose so that's a, a big fundraiser for our club we also our club also does participate in the adoptive family that Miles is going to talk about later today. Um, and then as well, too, we're also looking at planning a, a golf tournament for the spring or summertime. So just kind of nice to get back to bringing larger groups of people together and feeling that uh, sense of community and, and sense of pride you get when you're you're raising money for good causes. So uh, that's what I'm glad for today. And just a quick glad game to piggyback off Wandy before you and Kev get into yours. You know, you talk about events and the stuff at Bose two snaps for Brandon at Bose for all the stuff he's bringing into Red Deer right now from concerts, shows, the Christmas themes that they're bringing in this holiday season. Check out the shows they got going on and we'll see you January 8th. Although this episode is going to come out after Remembrance Day, like I already said, it is right before Remembrance Day for us. So I think it is absolutely something worth talking about. It's pretty obvious. I think we're all very glad for the people who have served and continue to serve 
our country. And I think even more than that, uh, you know, this time of year, I just really appreciate seeing, especially on social media, people who either currently have or have had any kind of family members serve our country. You know, they post about it on social media, share their stories. And I think that's really cool. Or you hear their stories in person. And that means a lot to me. I don't know if any of you guys have anyone in your family or extended family that have ever served, but both my grandfathers uh, actually were in the Canadian Armed Forces. My mom's dad was for most of his career in the Air Force. And my dad's dad, otherwise known as Ted Emmett II, served in, yeah, Real story. I don't think I've ever told that story, but uh, it's a family name. So there's four of us, Ted's. He served in World War II. Uh, so Remembrance Day is always very important, uh, especially on my dad's side of the family and, and everybody shares. And if you let me kind of go on a tangent here and share a story, because every year we think about this, that he, when he was serving in the war, he was on a uh, river class destroyer called the HMCS Saguenay. And on December 1st, 1940, so well over 80 years ago, it was torpedoed by an Italian sub and it blew the bow off and 21 of the people on the ship died. And obviously my grandfather survived because he was on the right side of the ship or else I wouldn't be here today. But that's a, a big one to always remember. And when it kind of hits close to home, every time I ever saw my grandfather, he'd tell me that story. My dad talks about it all the time. Uh, so it's just always nice to see other people's stories and let them share their story. And, you know, a couple of years ago, we were in Halifax and in Halifax Harbor, there's the HMCS Sackville, which is the exact same ship pretty much. And it's there, it's docked all the time, kind of like a little museum. And I had the opportunity to walk through there with my dad. He'd never been on there before. And so he got to look around and see what his dad saw. And again, just a really cool experience. So this time of year always really makes me think about that and makes me think about all the soldiers who never came home and how you know lucky my dad's family is that he came home from the war and it's uh 21 people didn't make it and my grandfather every year would go you know on both november 11th and december 1st pay his respects to his fallen shipmates there's an article as well that he wrote uh well into his later years about them as well in the paper so again sorry got a little long-winded there on remembrance day but i hope everyone shares stories like that because i think uh i really like sharing that story i'm really proud of both my grandparents and uh, what they've done for our country. And yeah. So Ted, just to piggyback off your story, mine's also about Remembrance Day and just uh, thinking of, of my wife's um, great or sorry, my wife's grandpa, um, who's now since passed, but he was a tail gunner in World War II. And he's from the, the Wetaskiwin area. And he, I, I can't remember the number, but he shot down a number of planes. And um, anyways, he came back after the war, thankfully. And uh, the Legion in Wetaskiwin is the Les Brady Lounge, which I think oh. that's pretty cool. Like to say that a Legion is named after you. Uh, obviously, he did something pretty incredible. And it is like, there's a couple pictures and some stuff. We've gone there a few times, kind of like as a family to gather there, right? So yeah, I just thought it was cool that there's only a few people I think that would have a legion named after them. So I'm not sure about you, Lundy. I, my, I think just one of my grandpas served in the war, but just as you guys talk about that, those stories, like I could never imagine, and I don't know how you guys feel, but I could never imagine being, it was drafted to war, right? Like you got mm -hmm. drafted to war. It absolutely scares the hell out of me. You might think this is a joke or not, but even when I go paintballing, like I, I think to myself, there's no way I could actually be in real combat. It's just something that I am so scared and how brave these people were at that time to to make our world and our country a better place is insane to me. Yeah, well said, Dusty. Uh, yeah, I, didn't, I don't really have any family members that served, but I got a lot of respect for anybody that did or that 
that has stepped up to, to fight for our country. Hopefully we never have to go back to war. Um, no, uh, hats off to everyone. And uh, November 11th, uh, everyone take, well, this will be passed. So hopefully you took for out some year, time. Yeah. Every no- November 11th, just make sure you you think back and and are grateful, grateful for what everyone's fought for. Because there's a lot of countries that don't have what we have today. And, you know, on that note, it do- doesn't have to be November 11th. I think anytime you get the chance to, you know, I think it's probably cool to get to go to the, the Les Brady Lounge in Wetaskiwin, right? Or like I said, yeah, do it all the time. Time. You know, the History Channel still exists. I know you probably don't watch TV as much anymore as just Netflix and whatnot, but the more you can learn, you know, yeah, we get further and further away. And I th- I believe there's not too many World War II veterans still alive. And if, if there are, they're obviously uh, up there in age now. And yeah, I think never stop learning about it because it's still every day people are still going off to, you know, Afghanistan or overseas anywhere and, and their family really doesn't know if they're coming back or not. So it's just always, I think always remember that people are making that sacrifice. I mean, I guess I can pile on with a quick family story as well, because we had uh, a lot of family members, you know, great grandparents and great grandfathers World War One and uh, great uncles in uh, World War Two, including my great uncle Leonard Drysdale, who was 21 and flew a Lancaster bomber uh, on 21 missions over Germany and didn't make it home, presumed dead, and has a uh, lake named after him, actually in northern Manitoba, which is something they did for a lot of the the boys, because let's face it, they were boys, the boys who didn't come home. So yeah, I hope everybody took the time um, in what will be tomorrow for us to uh, just take that moment of silence and reflect back on, you know, what we've been through and and hope that we don't go through that again. Wow. And that was, you know, that was a really nice start to the night. I said we were going to be a little more mature tonight, be on the rails. And I really enjoyed talking about that. So thank you guys and girl and Aaron. Got to get out of the habit of saying that. Why don't we just call her? She's just producer Aaron. She's Produce? she's outgrowing coworker Aaron. I know. She's a part of the podcast and has been for a couple months now. Well, even past. Since the beginning. Yeah, since yeah. the beginning. But that has slowly, like her role is just like naturally evolved yeah. in, in the studio here and outside organizing events with us. Yeah, so did, did you hear her asking about a director's chair? Yeah. yeah <laughs> like she's, it's just hard to change a nickname once, you know, there are a couple people. I'll never forget when she met Lund's mom and she said oh you're co-worker Aaron so it's just hard for me not to because it's it's out there now well, but I do agree with you now now Lund's mom can be like hey there's producer Aaron and, and I'll be like oh hey there's Ted Emmett the fourth <laughs> <laughs> and when's the fifth yeah <laughs> well could be out there oh Hey, we got away from that maturity yeah. thing. Really. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's go right back to it because we do. Our guests are here. This is going to be kind of cool transitioning right into it. And we actually have an interview sponsor tonight as well. This episode's interview is brought to you by Corey Kloss of RBC Dominion Securities, helping families reach their wealth management goals since 2013 by creating a straightforward, clear path. If you have any questions about your current investments or need a plan to reach or maintain retirement, reach out to Corey and his team at RBC Dominion Securities today. All right. And, uh, and some a little different too. We've got all four of us in here. We have Dustin and Walsh over on the couch and we have two great guests with us tonight. We have Miles Peak from the Red Deer Outreach Center and we have Kara Horsley from Mamas for Mamas Red Deer. I knew I was going to say it right this time. So thank you both of you for coming out on a Wednesday night. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks. So I guess we'll start uh, one by one here. Well, ladies first. So Kara, tell us a bit about Mamas for Mamas Red Deer. It's a little bit newer program to Red Deer. So I think this is a pretty 
pretty cool opportunity just to learn a little bit more uh, about what it's all about. So yeah, we're brand new to Red Deer, but Mamas for Mamas is a national charitable organization that started in 2016 in Kelowna. And so it kind of started as just like an online support for moms to, if they were in search of items, find items that they're looking for and other moms post items that they have to donate just to support moms in need. And then since then, it's grown across Canada. So there's 63 branches. All of those 63 branches are online only. But we have a physical branch in Kelowna, Vancouver, and then just yesterday, Calgary secured a physical location um, by donation, which is super exciting for them. So what we do is we really focus on breaking down financial barriers for families by kind of coming in and filling the gaps that maybe other organizations just like if someone doesn't meet the criteria for that organization, whether they're just above the low income threshold, or if they are just brand new to Red Deer and don't have a permanent address, we come in and kind of fill those gaps as they arise by giving them a hand up with whatever it is that they're looking for. So mental health support, um, we can help people maybe at risk of homelessness, food security, kind of anything that someone is needing. So is there any cost or is it 100% donation? It's all 100% donation. So right now we're strictly online. So we have a peer-to-peer Facebook page where people are able to post items they're looking for. And then I'm a registered social worker. So I kind of monitor that page closely. And if families are consistently posting and seeking items, I can reach out and create a comprehensive care plan with them to find out kind of what they've missed, what organizations they've maybe tried to access already and where they're falling short. So we have national partnerships at our head office that kind of supports all of our branches. So Modern Peer Air is a big one. So Red Deer Modern Peer Air donates 1% of their revenue to Mamas for Mamas. And that fund goes into our Peer Kids Fund. And so what that does is it goes to support families with kids in need of certain items. So if they're maybe falling short for dental work or they need glasses or an assessment that maybe the family can't afford, those funds are there for that. Um, And then as we grow, we hope to continue to raise funds towards our branch specifically just to help further that support. So Kara, with this being so new, maybe talk a little bit about your passion, how you got involved in this and and really how this come to Red Deer. So it was kind of by accident. Um, In all my spare time, I figured that I would just take something else on. So I'm actually a registered social worker with Red Deer Public schools. So I work at a K to five school um, at a 0.6 capacity right now. So I work every day in the mornings. And then my sister is a birth doula in Red Deer. And back in the spring, I was helping um, Dr. Jody Carrington's team secure silent auction items for the Calgary branch. And my sister and I got talking and we're like, huh, too bad Red Deer doesn't have this. And then we're like, we should get it going in Red Deer, see what we can do in Red Deer. And then kind of laughed about it. And then we're like, but maybe we should. And so we reached out to head office in Kelowna and found that Red Deer did have a small Facebook page where they just had the peer-to-peer stuff going on. But at the time it was about 300 people. And so since May, it's grown to 1700. Um, And so we've met back and forth lots with head office in Kelowna. And they're just like the most passionate people about this project. Our founder, her name's Shannon Christensen, is just like a pit bull like she just gets it done and she is so passionate about growing into Alberta so they were super supportive with our backgrounds kind of coming in but I see so many families that just kind of get missed 
So families that might be experiencing, like if someone sits just above that low income threshold, they don't qualify for a lot of supports. And so as a social worker at the school, I've oftentimes had to say to families like, I don't know where else to send you. And so my passion for this is now we have those means to kind of fill those gaps as they arise. Because Red Deer has the most incredible organizations and sometimes families don't even know they're there. So sometimes it's a matter of referring the family. And then other times, if they don't meet that criteria, then we can come in and support them. So, and that's a perfect note to, to go over to Miles here because uh, another huge organization that does a lot of different things in, in Red Deer. And I know Dustin's been working pretty closely with you lately in his new job, but just tell us a little bit about your role at the Red Deer Outreach Center. I know you're a little bit newer there. And uh, if you can, Coles notes it, because as I said, they do a lot, just kind of uh, yeah. what the main goal and objectives are there. You're right. Uh, uh, the Outreach Center itself is, is uh, well, it's been around since 1984. It's, it's, uh, it's a large organization. Co- well, I rebranded uh, two years ago because we absorbed uh, the Suicide Information Education Services, the, that branch, uh, along with the Women's Outreach, which we, that, that was our primary service and we combined it and made the outreach. So we do, we're a larger uh, organization. We offer 35 programs in different areas, four pillars of service, uh, everything from uh, domestic uh, violence support, mental health, uh, or sorry, suicide prevention and mental health well-being, uh, self-sustainability and some housing stability programs with the Red Deer housing team uh, in, in Red Deer. So very busy. We deal with a lot. Um, we're across central Alberta, everywhere from uh, we, we have services. Uh, we offer services in Rocky Mountain House, up all the way up to Drayton Valley, down to even I think Hanna and Drumheller to concert. So we cover a wide, wide array of space, I guess, in, in central Alberta. So that's kind of us in a nutshell. But yeah, we are very, very uh, uh, busy as of late, uh, especially with the Christmas season and, and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah, you talk about Christmas and obviously COVID, you know, has amplified all these numbers in, in different charities and, and people who, who are in need now with, with people being laid off of jobs and, and everything that's come with COVID. But Miles, you're part of the Bulldogs Foundation Board now. You're a coach. You love to give back. Before we circle back to Kara and talk about what, what's going on in the Christmas season for Mamas for Mamas, tell us what's going on like this podcast actually works out quite well for the outreach center you guys have a ton of events coming up here right away yeah i mean this is definitely i mean in the world of philanthropy um now is the giving season and so we yeah we have a lot going on as any other agency in town or in the area let's start off with adopt the family we have that that's an initiative that we've been doing for 20 years we help families uh that are needing help throughout the holidays and uh, uh they need that extra little help so that's a program that we're running uh we run it every year uh this year i think we're in t- we're I think we're, don't quote me, but it's going to be up around 300 families. I think that we're going to be servicing this year. So that's a, that's a big, big increase from uh, even last year, I think. So, um, that would be more. a direct quote in tomorrow's paper. Miles, yeah, that's yeah, 300, well, 300 yeah, families. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. It's thanks, 200. thanks, Lundy. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Thanks for, yeah. So if it's 303, like that's great yeah, that there's know, more, but yeah. then you lied to everybody. Yeah. yeah you lied to like 12 people yeah. on this podcast that yeah. listen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so let's uh, let's just say approximately uh, in that range. <laughs> but yeah, like we so we launched that program November first. We're really going. Uh, we'll be going hard at it. Uh, and and already the phones are ringing and people are you know contacting us. And we have a, a real strong base of supporters that every year come back and, and help us out. So we got that going on. Uh, we help out with uh, the lip sync battle, uh, which is going to be happening out at Bose uh, Bose Bar and Stage. I was going to say you know the other 
the old name, but uh, <laughs> Bo's Bar and Staged, and this is what he sponsors us too. So I oh, apologize, yeah. Brent. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, I don't think he listens. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, but um, that's coming up December second, and again, that's that's uh, more of a third party. That's more of a, a group of ladies uh, about five years ago decided to do something. They got the sort of the idea, the spinoff from uh, the celebrity dance off, and so they wanted to do something a little different. And so the lip sync thing was happening, and everybody, you know, on TV and whatnot. So they started doing it, and, and it's uh, growing in popularity. So that's coming up December second, uh, and uh, again, that's that's a pretty popular event. It's already almost sold out, I believe, or pretty close to. So, so can anybody buy tickets, and can anybody participate in the lip sync battle? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, the tickets are up for sale right now. I don't know the exact uh, link to it, but it should be up uh, around. It's on, on the internet. It's on yeah. the internet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, anyone can buy tickets. Uh, there's VIP packages, there's regular tickets, but to participate in it, you have to go through a, 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 a vetting process. Is it like American Idol where you're in a big room by yourself and you got to perform and just make a fool of yourself? Yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, it's like 350 people, screaming people, having fun. If you, if you take a look at some of the videos that, uh, from previous years, you'll see the, the, the amount of enthusiasm and the work, the actual work that goes into the, you know, like the choreo, like the, the dancing and the, the performance itself is, is quite amazing. Actually, people take it pretty serious. Yeah, so. Bud, Bud Kelly from Troubled Monk. I think Dustin and I were, were uh, yeah, no, we were laughing, but we were also, we were pretty <laughs> impressed with, with his performance. And Lund, one way to be part of it is, you know, for some people, Brennan will just text you and say, hey, you guys are in the lip sync battle. Unfortunately, it is the same night the four of us are going on a nice little vacation together. So we won't be there, but which which is too bad because that would be a uh, pretty fun night. So, I, okay, I got a question. What, what would you guys do? Like, exactly. <laughs> what, would you guys do like a boy band? Yeah, I think you guys would have to do that. I don't Actually, think boys. because of me, I don't think we have a choice. Yeah, like I know. Be, uh, yeah. yeah, you got it tattooed on your body. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, no, we would have done, because you get to do two songs, right, I believe? Uh, yeah, it's two songs. So yeah. I think we had talked and we'd do like a... Uh, a boy band and then we are going to do like a boy band. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there's always next year, boys. We can make that happen. Yeah. Sign us up for next year. I, I will. I will never, I, I won't forget that actually. I'll, I'll make sure that you guys get in there, but yeah. So that, that event's happening on, on, on December 2nd. So yeah, so we got, we got a lot going on. And, and then of course we got some, some smaller events, some, uh, there's, there's a lot of people that in the community, uh, are starting to do a little bit third party at their stores or whatever. So shout out to Salon Hart. Uh, they're going to decorate a tree, have it all decorated, raffle it off. The, I think the biggest thing for us is uh, is uh, the month of December. We're we're going to be running that gift wrapping station in uh, Bower Mall. Oh, I've used that. I've used that a number of times. I am uh, I'm a regular <laughs> at that, and now I'll be wrapping it. So oh, wow. we'll see how that goes. But um, and, sir, do you need volunteers? We do need volunteers. That? Yes, we do. So if the oh dear team host team wants, oh, to... oh that's not why I was out. Oh, I was okay. Just for I'm just anyone else? <laughs> we're else, we're yeah. doing our part. No, we'll, we'll, of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, we need two volunteers. We need me to wrap and then someone to unwrap what I wrapped and wrap it again. But, yeah. I, yeah. I, a lot of gift bags. I think I'm going to be. One year I tried to wrap stuff on my own and I almost gave gave away, you know, the whole Santa thing with my kids. Cause it was like <laughs> poor. Like, I mean, Wait, cause my wife, mean? what Santa thing? <laughs> oh, 
rap job is so shit. Oh, like how that was, was that a he, pretend he, Santa and the real he, Santa. Santa, you're North right. Because okay, he was yeah. busy and I was trying to fill in. And anyway, what, so yeah. I was like, I was wrapping the gifts and it was like, I even incorporated like duct tape into it and stuff. And I'm just trying to keep it all together. And my wife's like, what the hell is this? And I'm, I'm just, I don't know. It was a disaster. So anyway, so December 1st to December 23rd, the Outreach Center will be, we'll take volunteers. We'll take organizations, sport teams, groups, people who just want to do it. Um, they can they can phone Trina at our office. She's the volunteer coordinator. And Trina's personal phone number is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, just give the, away Mike Dempster. Yeah. We seem to be doing that all the time. Yeah. Right? So, uh, yeah. So for the 12 people listening, uh, well, it's 403. Uh, no. So uh, you can you can call us actually at the Outreach Center and get a hold of her at 403-347-2480. But uh, it's by donation. So people come up, don't donate and they'll uh, get their gifts wrapped. Hopefully not by me. So when you talk about adopt a family, that's something, of course, with our Optimist Club, we've been doing, I don't know how long we will shout out to Stephen Becker in our club because he organizes that every year. And I think what's really neat about that is, you know, there's such a personal touch to it because mm-hmm. you actually get the Christmas list from the kids. So there are, you do include gift cards and, and you know, grocery cards and stuff like that for the family, but you actually go out and buy a gift that was specifically on their Christmas list. So I think that's a, a really cool aspect of it. And I know, you know, with COVID and that, that, that might change a bit, but that is how <laughs> yeah. it was before. And I know eventually we'll, we'll go back to that, right? We'll, we'll get back to that this year. Unfortunately, we will not be uh, taking physical gifts just due to the whole logistics of uh, the pandemic and COVID and resource and space and, and all that stuff. So, uh, so this year we will not be accepting, uh, we won't say no, but we're discouraging physical gifts, right? And we won't be matching, like we won't be providing lists this year mm-hmm. for donors to match up families and, and those gifts. Um, but what, what we are really strongly encouraging is is the monetary donation side of things. We can, you can donate online or the gift cards and the gift cards uh, go a long way too. I mean, it, it actually almost provides almost that freedom as well with um, with the families themselves that they can go and they can, you know, for instance, uh, Bauer Place is a partner of ours. Uh, we, you know, we're the charity of choice for uh, 2021 with them and uh, a gift card to Bauer Place uh, will go a long way because you can use it at all the stores in the mall, right? Or, you know, we're trying to, uh, you know, uh, use or encourage, uh, you know, uh, local establishments as well uh, around here, you know, Central Alberta Co-op, you know, the grocery stores and, and all the bigger chains and whatnot. So, you know, uh, gift cards, like I said, the, the, there's the there's the plus sides in that as well for the, the families to uh, have a little bit more freedom and, and um, kind of use it the, as they can, right? Yeah, I kind of set you up for failure there by starting yeah. with that point. But <laughs> yeah, r- thanks, really, yeah. it is key thing that that's normally how it has been. And I think that's uh, an amazing mm-hmm. way to do it. And you yeah. know, anyone who's listening that's going to do it, I know they're not just going to be one and done. So so in the future, no, yeah. that is kind of the way it is. And I think it's uh, it, it's a good team builder to do at your office. Obviously, it's something that our, our club does every year. Dustin, I believe now your family does it too. Yeah, I was just going to mention for anyone who's listening, you know, everyone I know typically participates in a family exchange of some sort, whether it be a secret Santa, you know, you set your limit for to and you pick your names out of the hat and you kind of change every year. What our family's done the last few years is, and my sisters love Christmas and 
I'm not the biggest Dustin Christmas. Just hates it. No, I'm he, not. He's a birthday guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm a birthday. No, guy. he's all tuckered out from all the November birthdays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but enough. but in all honesty, like I I really don't care about Christmas that much. Like I like Christmas. It's fun to get together with family and friends. But <laughs> you're gonna get so much hate. You're taking yeah. you're taking us all over the place. Man, anyways, I gotta tell you, I hate Christmas because I love it. The yeah. best thing we did was we had a hundred dollar limit for our family, and we split it in half. We mm. said, okay, let's make it a fifty dollar gift. It's not that much different make it uh, a nice gift for our sister and then the other 50 goes towards our adoptive family so every year we actually get to adopt a family plus give our gifts and it's just the nice feel inside that we're able to buy gifts for each other and to be able to give that to another family is is pretty cool so you know if anyone does that out there and you just want to chop it in half and donate the other half away it's it's pretty awesome and it's a great way for these organizations mamas for mamas and the outreach center to be able to fulfill those families so yeah we really appreciate that dustin i think that's really the, a lot of the comments that we get or a lot of my conversations that i have with people on the phone is is the fact that it's it's not as much about them really and and i think again like you know my whole life my whole career like well not my whole career but my whole life i've been taught that you know a happier community is a better community so um you know volunteering or whatever but at christmas a lot of people will t- like honestly like that's, that's such a good attitude because a lot of people will would rather support another family give them a lift up to, to move forward and get through christmas uh, if they're having a hard time so there's there's a lot of gr- uh, gratification and, and that's why i do what i do because it's exactly that it's you know uh, philanthropy and it's it's something that provides that opportunity for for people to help other people and, and impact our community. So and if you have somebody that's just really, really tough to buy for too, that's a good, good way out of it. <laughs> you don't that's have to buy them yeah, that's, yeah. Hey, you know what, man, this year, let's just adopt a family instead. And you don't have to rack your brain about where you're going to get this person. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. And so Kara, because you never have too many uh, initiatives like these. And so Mamas for Mamas is now a newer organization in Red Deer and you're going to do something uh, very, the same but yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. So our focus is the same, is really providing that hand up to families that need it at Christmas. It's a stressful time. And to not be able to provide for your kids and give them that same experience that other kids at school are getting, it would be heartbreaking. So with us, our focus, we have this, we have two options for donors. So people can sponsor a family so they can go onto our website site sponsor a family and then as our families apply for support they'll be matched based on their budget and if they specify like how many people maybe they want to support maybe they want a family of four or three or whatever we can do our best to match them with a family that fits what they're looking for or people can give monetary donations and then any of the monetary donations that come in we our volunteers will go shop for the families that aren't sponsored and then on top of it what we do for our families that are applying for support is first of all the only question really that we ask them aside from like the age of their kids is have they applied for support from another organization and if they have then that organization will be the ones to support them so what our hope is is if there's families from the outreach that don't meet their criteria we can take them on so if it is somebody who maybe just moved to Red Deer and doesn't have a fixed address yet or if um, they can't find their Alberta healthcare card or if they're just above their income cutoff, then we can take that family on. And on the other side of it, if we have a family that we know will qualify for the outreach, then we can send them their way. And if something amazing happens and we have this incredible turnout of sponsorship and donations and we have fewer families, then we could also maybe help them beef up their hampers as well. So it's our hope, like we, it is never our intention to duplicate services, mm-hmm. but to enhance the ones that exist and fill the gaps as they arise. And in my opinion, at Christmas, you can never support 
support too many families. So the best part of my job in the school is when I've had the opportunity to go deliver hampers on behalf of the school. Um, because the look on the family's face is like, it's incredible. It is the most amazing thing to do. It is, it's amazing. And I love that with my own kids, like I've got a six-year-old and a three-year-old, I love that I can get them involved too. So if we are shopping, they can come out or if we're wrapping gifts, although I don't think I'd want, my six-year-old could probably help my three-year-old's kind of sketchy. We really like her, but she's, she's a lot. <laughs> she might not be very good. She's a really good watcher. But it's like good Aaron, to yeah. she's observant. <laughs> she yeah, she watches. She might wreck this. things. <laughs> I hope she's not. They've only listened. They've watched Ryan do yoga, but yeah. that's about as far as we. Oh yeah, and, and he just dropped. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, I forget what it was, but he dropped some bad to he, hold up a sign oh, saying, all the, "There's kids doing yoga." Let, let go of all the shit that has <laughs> yeah. happened in your week. <laughs> and my kids are like, "Oh, masters in yoga." So it's like nine a.m. <laughs> <laughs> it was very early. So I love getting my own kids involved with this um it is it's so good for them to see this and it's so good for them to know that they are very fortunate and there are many families out there that don't have the same opportunity to have christmas the way we do so it's a it's a pretty cool time to be able to get out and help this way yeah it's amazing and you do this on your spare time yeah, like, I, like, I feel bad. Like you, like the passion there. I'm yeah. telling you, that's awesome. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And you I, know, my husband's probably going to hate that um, when we do bring <laughs> donations in that they're just hanging on our garage. Well, it was mamas or mamas or a golf membership, so I'm sure he's happy you're doing mamas for mamas. <laughs> yeah, he usually has all our wine when we do the wine survivor. Anyway, we do. Right? We so store just, the wine in our garage. This is yeah. just different. It's yeah. different. And you know what? Honestly, it like fills my cup. Like it is. It's really incredible to see the growth and. Our hope is really just to kind of get out there and have our community know who we are and see what we do. And yeah, this this is helping. Like your 12 listeners are going to know about yeah, us. Know. Like, Dustin's one of the 12. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah. So Kara, are you guys taking physical donations we, or just monetary donations? So we'll do both. Um, so back in the fall we did a back to school supplies drive and i reached out to three people like three business owners that i know and they were amazing and they participated and by the end of it we had 10 businesses which like for us is this little baby organization we're like yeah 10 or like 10 businesses wanted to help us and we were able to get 56 backpacks out to kids which at first i was like well vancouver did like 500 <laughs> and we only did 56 but that was 56 families that knew to come to us for support um so we're going to reach out to those same businesses and hopefully have bins at their location. If you are a business owner listening and want to be a, a drop-off location, um, you can email reddeer at mamasformamas.org and I can get you the printout to put on a box. But monetary donations are always welcome because we have a team of volunteers that are super pumped about the idea of going shopping. Kara, I, I just want to expand on that. And just if you could talk about, you know, I know we've given some stuff through your organization yeah. and it was really quick and easy. So maybe if you just want to go about just how do people go about donating kind of those physical goods, not about yeah. the Christmas stuff. Yeah. But just, just like in items in yeah. general. So we have the peer to peer Facebook page. So it's mamas for mamas red deer in area where if people have items, they can go on there and post them. Our motto is kindness is currency. So no money is to be exchanged. Everything is to be given and stuff goes quick on there. Like when people post things, it gets 
snapped up really quickly. We do have quite a few people that will reach out to us wanting us to take donations. And because we don't have a physical space at this time and we're storing it in our garage and we were storing it in my sister's bonus room until she listed her house and her husband's like, we need to get this out of here. So now my lovely brother-in-law has offered up a corner of his shop, which is great. But we always ask people to first post on there. If they're not comfortable posting because maybe they don't want to give their address or anything like that to someone picking up, they can always email us or message on the Facebook page, like message one of the moderators of the Facebook page, because one of our volunteers can actually arrange to pick it up and drop it off to whoever's looking. Um, But it's always a great way to get rid of stuff. And honestly, it's really incredible to see the community kind of just band together and support one another. I think it's a great way, like for us, you know, with kids growing and getting out of, Mm -hmm. of stages. And it was like, oh, we could list this change table for 15 bucks on Kijiji and have to deal with that whole mess. Yeah. Or which is a it's a perfectly fine change table. Yeah. Give it to you guys, and it, you know what's going to someone in need. So yeah. I just thought it was a really cool idea. We when we got rid of our crib when our daughter was moving into a bed, and Mark was like, "Okay, yeah, whatever, just give it away for free." And so we we put it on there, and it got someone messaged right away. And I was like, "Oh, she can't come till Sunday." And Mark was like, "I'll take it to her." So he's like, <laughs> "He could not get that crib out of our house fast enough." Like he was so happy to deliver this crib to this woman. But it was really cool because that was when we first started back in I think it was in May and then in June we went to the Rock Your Bump trade show at the Holiday Inn on Gasoline Alley and the girl that got my crib came to our table and like told me that she was the one that got my crib for me so it was like full circle and wow. made my heart happy. It does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So I have, I have one last question for the the both of you and this goes for adopt a family but pretty much anything because I think we know too as many families as there are out there that you know ask for the help from both your organizations, it can be really hard to ask for help. Can other people nominate a family as well? Or is there a way to reach those families that, you know, maybe the the head of the family is not comfortable or ready to ask for help? Um, So when I put my other hat on as the community liaison worker at the school, I know oftentimes other social workers from the schools, they have actually reached out to organizations on behalf of the family Mm -hmm. because they have worked diligently with these families to help navigate resources so they know all of the um, things that the organizations are looking for to meet that criteria. And so in the past, like I've done it for families where I've reached out and connected and said, like, I can have the hamper delivered to me and then I can deliver it to them. But usually that's a matter of like, that's where that relationship between organizations, I think, is really important. Because if I have a relationship or a connection with somebody at the outreach center, I can call and say, hey, this is the situation. What do you think? And we can kind of collaborate with that yeah there's there's a lot of collaboration that goes on with all these different uh with all the different agencies or organizations in town <clears throat> for instance like we work with everybody and anybody and including you know the food bank and the christmas bureau and, and like all these different organizations right like we all work together to make for referrals or for who, whoever may need help so yeah you know like i mean obviously there's there's the online application that we'll have on our website but it's it's mostly by referral a lot of people that that we do help uh from other agencies um, but in saying that, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, uh, we have a staff of 35 people, the organization, like we have people there that, that can help, um, with any sort of phone call or any sort of inquiry with, with, uh, more respect and, and confidentiality too. Right. So again, this is like the, uh, the collaboration, I think between all the agencies that really, really help everybody. So I've got uh, one final question for you, Kara, for Mamas for Mamas, is there uh, one or two specific items that are kind of in, in high demand or, or desperately needed right now. Like, are you talking in general or for Christmas? 
I guess, I guess in general. Okay. I always still find that there's that gap in food security, even though there is lots of mm-hmm. resources available. Fresh produce is hard for families to come across. Like Kelowna has this incredible sustainable nourishment program where they have a huge farm and they grow fresh produce and they have chickens and they give families eggs every week. Red Deer doesn't have a growing season like that. So like the mustard seed and the food bank are incredible and they have fresh produce, produce oftentimes in their hampers. But like grocery gift cards, I think are always something that lots of organizations could benefit from. And as far as the Christmas piece goes, teens are always missed because people are really quick to buy items for young kids. Like if you're out shopping for your five-year-old, it's easy enough to pick up another Barbie or a doll and throw it in a Christmas bureau box or, or drop it off somewhere. But teens, I've worked in high schools before and teens are missed often. And that like, that's heartbreaking to me. So if you are out there buying gift cards, like think about the teenagers out there too, because there's still kids that are like, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old living at home. And I find they get missed. So like think about things like Amazon gift cards if you're shopping at Christmas or I don't know, even like a mall gift card. Yeah, the Bauer like the Mall Bauer, gift card, yeah. card is perfect because they can go wherever, right? They can go to Lululemon if they want yeah, to that's, shop. That something. is the bonus. Like that's why we're really suggesting like for us in our program that we're like, where, where do we buy gift cards? Well, yeah. Bauer Place is amazing because it, it does have all those different, everything from the yeah. toy stores to whatever, right? Yeah. Like, you know. And that is one thing that I do want to add quickly. Sorry about Mamas for Mamas is I think oftentimes the name of our organization can be deceiving where people think we're only supporting moms and babies or moms who are pregnant. And that's not the case. We'll support caregivers of any kind, whether it's a single mom, a single dad, foster parents, grandparents who have their kids in care, parents with teenage kids, young moms. We've even supported... um, or reached out to support, like connect with the schools who have independent learners, like kids who are living independently in high school, we can support in areas like that. So just because our name is Mamas for Mamas, we really do want to focus on supporting everybody that we can. Mm-hmm. So you guys should be called Mamas for Mamas and Papas and Dadas and yeah and Babas. And yeah. Mamas Ma- for Mamas plus. Way to use oldest, that marketing degree, Lundy. <laughs> <laughs> My oldest was talking about, we were talking about the cilantro and chive burger of the month, like the contest with the kids right now where yeah. the kids can do their contest. So I said to Grace, really hoping she would say she'd give it to Mamas for Mamas. I was like, so where would you give it? Like there's, we've talked lots about like the Child Advocacy Center and mm-hmm. um, what's the like the... Oh, Humane uh, Society? Saving Grace. Oh, saving, saving Grace. grace. Like Saving Grace. And she's like, uh, I said, or Mamas for Mamas. And she's like, uh, I think we'll give it to kids for kids. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. it's not really a thing, but like <laughs> could put be. it under our umbrella yeah. and maybe yeah. yep. push her a bit. Yeah, my my wrap up really is thanks to both of you for coming in and talking about your programs. And, you know, this, I guess Ted will send you guys the invoice for the thousand bucks for coming on our uh, <laughs> yeah. podcast. Perfect. Please, please. No, just kidding. Because we can afford it. it. To Mark. But, a- He's but just actually, kidding. it's 1500 Yeah. 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 No <laughs> this was Ted's idea early on in the month to bring you guys in and talk about the programming. And thanks, Ted. great job, Ted, for that. Uh, having a little bit of community feel after we went out and did the fire night and embarrassed ourselves. So <laughs> great job, Teddy and, and great job, Karen miles for coming in and really appreciate everything you guys are doing. And, and miles, obviously, you know, working close with you and Kara been great friends with you for a number of years. So it was uh, a breath of fresh air to have you guys in here tonight. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks guys. Thanks yeah. Thank you guys. Um, I learned a lot from uh, this short time on both your organizations. So hopefully uh, our 12 listeners did as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we do appreciate it because we were just thinking with the holidays coming and there's, you know, obviously we're, 
uh, pretty close with Kara. Kara also is part of the, the Chubbs donation committee and on the board for the Chubbettes. So there's, you laugh, but there's uh, a lot of uh, community giving that goes on there as well. And, you know, Miles, you're involved with a lot more as well than just the outreach center. I know you've probably a lot of times just seen me absolutely struggling in that squash court <laughs> yeah. to keep up with the athlete, Kevin Strybosch. So it was really yeah. great to have both of you on here and really just share a little bit of uh, what goes on in our community and the things that people can support. And for your time, this may seem like a punishment, but it's not. You each get the full package of Oh Dear Firefighter photos <laughs> yes. to take home with you. And I was, uh, oh, that way, if you I just was... don't have anything to start a fire with, there you go. I, yeah, I, Miles, I expect that in the lip sync battle silent auction. Yeah, it no will pressure. be front and center. Reserve bid at ten dollars. <laughs> we'll give you ten dollars to take this. Yeah. I don't know where I'm gonna put that. I don't know if it's on a the mat- obviously on the mat- probably bed, somewhere. Well, in your you're gonna have to fight. I know you're gonna have to fight Mark for yeah. it because he's gonna want to hang got a all nice of it in his office. Office yeah. space in the basement, so it could just tuck right in there. Mm-hmm. You probably blow it up too, so it's. I, I think it's a great size. Yeah, it's fine. I think it's fine. Lundy, Lundy, our love handles are big enough in that <laughs> picture. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank you to both of you and, you know, good luck this holiday season. Hopefully, you know, this, this does help and hopefully, you know, we we see a little bit more support come in. So thank you again. Yeah. Thanks thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks to Miles and Kara for coming in. That's uh, a great idea again, Ted. You know, when we had talked to Miles after Lenny, I just want to mention the one thing he forgot to mention during the interview. Yeah. So as he was leaving, he was just kicking himself for not mentioning that the adoptive family program is an actual year round program. So it's not just a Christmas thing. Uh, obviously, that's their biggest, biggest time of need. And that's the giving season. But uh, it's year round. So because after Christmas, I mean, there's still families that need help. So that makes makes a lot of sense. I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. But uh, that's just good information that I think we should share with everyone. And I think, you know, obviously two people and two organizations we have close connections to, but there are so many out there, so many great organizations that especially do a lot around the holiday season. So hopefully even that interview I don't know if the right word is appeal, but there's lots of organizations out there that could catch someone's eye as, okay, that's that's a cause close to my heart. So do your research. There's lots of stuff out there. We know the Red Deer Christmas Bureau is a big one as well. Uh, they always do the toy drives. I know the Red Deer Senior Rustlers do a toy drive every year. So no shortage of ways to give back this holiday season. And before we go any further, because I think we're, we're just dying to talk about this, let's talk about last Saturday night. And usually someone else is saying that to me with a lot of sh- shame in their voice but this time the the red deer firefighter calendar launch party at bows all in support of the red deer firefighters children's charity we've been promoting the heck out of it people might be sick of seeing all the firefighter photos and all this stuff on social media but it is a great cause it's a huge party and i mean i think for everyone involved it's safe to say it could not have gone better i think i speak for all of us saying well i'll speak for me ryan and kevin we have never emceed a show before teddy you wrote an unbelievable script honestly it was we could have come in and just not even ran through the script once and put on a great show that's 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 pretty much what we did yeah i mean yeah okay so (laughs) i didn't want to tell our listeners that but i think they could guess it turned out awesome i know i had a great time the firefighters man I'll never forget those two in a row, September, October, I believe, Mr. Bagpiper himself, and then uh, Mel, 
they were unbelievable. Like I remember announcing Mel, the only female who was in the firefighter calendar this year. And those ladies in the crowd, man, did they build her up because I have never, I haven't been to a concert at Bose, but I have never heard Bose or a place that intimate, that loud in my life. My, the hairs on my body were just standing up. I was jacked up. I just like wanted to just run through a wall. I think you'd mentioned to me a couple of days later. I think you still say you want to run through a wall. Yeah. So it turned out to be great. I know we raised a ton of money, like helped raise a ton of money. They they sold the place out. So for me, the event couldn't have gone any better. I mean, I had a blast. <laughs> it was uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty unique experience just from from start to finish. When we <laughs> the very beginning, when we came out to uh, Christina Aguilera's "Dirty" song, and we we all ran <laughs> through the crowd and got them pumped up. I remember going out there and doing a couple weird little dances and then I like halfway through it clicked like, oh no, like what if I know some of these people in like my professional life and I'm just, <laughs> and I'm just out there dancing <laughs> at their table with my shirt off. <laughs> so I, yeah, it was all such a blur. So I'm sure I, I'm sure I did know some of them, but uh, I think, I think <laughs> almost everyone had a, had an absolute time. So uh, yeah, hopefully we get to do stuff like that again. And it was a very memorable experience to say the least. And before any of us three steal the thunder of what your girlfriend did that night, maybe explain like how jet, like, I think I gave her a kiss on the cheek on the way out. I might've, I can't remember totally, but it wasn't on the way out. She left because you did that. The generosity that, that Bree showed that night, um, along with some other women, but Bree, especially, uh, maybe just talk about that. Cause that was unbelievable. So there was a, uh, there was an auction. We auctioned off, uh, four different spots to play a <laughs> to play a squirt game with the firefighters. <laughs> the squirt off. Yeah. yeah. It was a yeah. squirt off the with fashioned <laughs> with uh with with some toy guns where you had to put out a candle. And I think the bidding started at at fifty dollars. And I think we all thought it'd maybe get up to hundred and fifty, maybe two hundred dollars. Um but Bree got in into a bidding war with <laughs> With another lady, and I won't say the exact amount, but she raised, she bid well over, well over a thousand bucks. Um, and it was, in her words, it's going to a great cause. So she was happy she did it. And uh, she, she ended up winning, winning the squirt off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it was a uh, win-win all around. And I think it's important to note, thanks to Bree, but also there was so many generous people that night. We know with the learn a new skill and pay the bill, I had to do the magic show and we said, hey, we will, I'll do the magic show, but I want to see us raise any way possible $500. So we had a bucket on stage. And as soon as, I think it was Dustin said the words magic show. Money started flying on the stage. And you know, I actually think Bree donated towards the magic show as well. And there's some people who made very gen generous donations. I think through all of that and selling our, our photos, which I think we were surprised we sold a lot more of those than we, we maybe expected. But I, I don't know the exact total, but I think on top of everything else, we raised an additional somewhere around $3,000 for that, just from the generosity of everyone who was already there, who had already paid for their ticket. So yeah, I, I think that was pretty incredible. And uh, thank you to everyone for not only donating, but I think they were just ready for me to get off the stage because they did give me an applause for my magic show that I did not think was very good. Yeah, I agree. I uh... Yeah, it wasn't a good magic <laughs> wait, wait, show. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was kind of off to the side, so I saw you know, some of your tricks. So, I mean, to me, it wasn't that special, but, um, <laughs> I know, wasn't to I know anyone, trust I, me. I picked up Morsey tonight on the way here and the whole way here, he was telling me about how did dad do those tricks? <laughs> so you still got him stumped. Yeah. So you made a fan. 
yeah, a couple, it was an awesome night, like you guys say, and um, a bit of a whirlwind and kind of blacked out at times just because there's so much going on. And one story was when we walked in and, and we kind of got the crowd pumped up thinking the firefighters were coming in and then it was us. And so me and Dustin were go- coming through the front <laughs> doors. And so we're out there early because we're on time, we're ready. So we're standing outside and it's pretty cold. We have no shirts on, but we're in these firefighter pants and boots. And there's a <laughs> lot of ladies outside out front of bows smoking like right before the show starts. And so they are just like, oh my god firefighters and like they had had a few for sure did you guys go along with it oh yeah we took a lot of pictures <laughs> yeah up front and but we were very we were like we are not firefighters um but they didn't care and, and, I, and we had a we had a a mom made the daughter like go in the picture <laughs> and then she quickly yanked her out and the mom was in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> like as soon as, honestly, like anyone who knows Bo's Bar and Stage, they're in that complex right on Gates there. And so we came out from behind Bo's and we walked around. I don't know what the new shop is right on the corner, but honestly, as soon as we turned the corner, these ladies were like, ah, firefighters. <laughs> and I was like, I thought I knew what I was in for that night. And then I was like, it oh kind of scared God. me. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and not only that, but for me, Kevin, you're in great shape. I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> This guy hasn't worked out in four years and I'm beside this guy that goes to the gym every day and he's just strutting his stuff. And I'm like, I might not get asked to be in these pictures. Well, and it's funny because, you know, London, and I kind of came in more uh, through the back door by the stage and Aaron went and we'll, we'll talk to Aaron too. Cause great job. We had you go up, do the housekeeping, announce us, uh, you know, and uh, you kind of tricked everyone into thinking that the firefighters were coming out. Well, when London, and I come through the door, everybody knows, okay, this is a joke, but I have to imagine when you and Walsh come through the door at the same time, people are probably thinking, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> like, is this just like bring your friend to the firefighter yeah. <laughs> show? Like we've got a guy in great shape and we have a Dustin. And and Wall sent me up to the balcony too. Yeah. He's like, you're you're going up there. You're going to get stuck up there. I can just like beetle the stage. <laughs> like, I don't want to be dancing. And yeah. sure enough, it happened. I look, I look down and London made his way all the yeah. way back to like yeah. Walsh's area. I got sidetracked. I got, I got two. Oh, into we're it. everywhere. And you know what? There was, there was a table that had about four guys at it and I gave him a real nice dance and, and gave him my fire helmet. And he, uh, he was pretty into it. You know, there wasn't a lot of men there, but good, f- good for the ones that were, I think it looked like they had a good time. I don't know how you couldn't. And one more story, because going back to us, you talked about Tyler, Mr. September, who came up, did a great bit, and then took his fire his fire gear off and was wearing a kilt and played along the long way to the top on the bagpipes. But when we were getting ready in Brendan's office, like right, this is just minutes before we're coming out and we're getting ready. And he comes in and goes, sorry, guys, I got to tune this. So he's playing the bagpipes. And that's where I'm ready to run through a brick wall now. We're all jumping around. We got the bagpipes going. And Lund, you were... You were there with me. I've never ran faster in my whole life, I think, than when I ran through the door when Aaron introduced us. Because I was just, everyone's heard me say it a million times. I'm still ready to run through a brick wall. Yeah, you were you were like shot out of a cannon. <laughs> it's like fashion show times 10. <laughs> it, it was funny because he was, I had no clue what he was playing. And I mean, we've all heard bagpipes and know that unless you like hear the tune. But I, I just, I was like, what are we in for here? And then when he busted it out to the song, that got me jazzed. That was a nice touch. I thought he did awesome. Yeah. Shout out to all 12 of those uh, uh, models, I guess we can call them. Uh, They all did a great job. They all had something unique that they performed and the crowd uh, ate up every minute of it. So that's the first firefighter calendar release party I've ever been to. Mm -hmm. And uh, it did not disappoint. 
Yeah, like you mentioned all 12, you know, before we go over, over to Aaron and Ryan from a kind of <laughs> outsider's perspective view on the night, which frankly, I'm not sure I want to hear, but I just want to say Aaron's husband, Griff, Mr. January, oh. what a, like with, with, oh, Stem, with Stems, who was a big sponsor for, for their night, what a way to kick off the night when he, when he walked up, got out on stage and then just started ripping flower bouquets out i don't even know where he was getting them from but i think he handed out like 15 and all to the ladies in the crowd and everyone was just amped up and i remember just singing to myself like the fuck did we get ourselves into like i (laughs) i'm just amped up on stage and i just didn't know what to do like i i I just flustered yeah i was just yeah exactly but it didn't show so again sorry guys on the couch but i i have to say this while i have a chance because yeah first of all all the firefighters every little show as skit i guess or dance everything they put on was amazing so it was really just we just had the opportunity to guide the ship like they all put a lot of work into each of their individual parts and it all came together in a great way and dustin you know i'm gonna say this because you know it's not easy for you guys to to follow a script that someone else wrote, whether you've read it a million times or zero times, I'm sure somewhere in between for you three guys. And at the risk of sounding really cheesy, like I'm a guy, I went to school to be in radio. I have, uh, you know, had the opportunity to MC a lot of events and I feel comfortable up there. I was, maybe Aaron can say the same thing. I was really proud of the three of you guys. And I'm sorry if that sounds cheesy or patronizing or anything like that, but it was incredible. And that's part of why I was so jacked up because I even think back to a year ago when we started this, you know, I don't think you guys ever thought you'd really MC an event, let alone something like that. And, you know, you, you went with it. I don't think people would really know that you were actually reading off a script as opposed to just having notes. Like it was natural. And, you know, Dustin, you took the lead on the whole draw thing, which was awesome. Something that was sprung on us. So again, just, it was pretty incredible. And I guess in a weird way, a proud Papa moment, but it's just for, for you three guys who were pretty nervous to do it. I just, it was an absolutely incredible job. Do we have to call him daddy now? Yeah. yeah. And I don't mind calling him daddy because like, that either. was a that was a big mentor. I'm ment- not gonna call him daddy. <laughs> well, not at home. Not at home. You can call him daddy in the studio. Just you call have me the on master bedroom, man. Just call me on time for dinner. But yeah. but we just keep getting off tangent here a little bit on the show because it was one of the coolest things we've done, I think, as a podcast since we started. But you know, we talk about the draw game and they had so many different prizes donated. But holy shit, did that one catch me off guard when there was a clitoral stimulator that was given out oh, i'll just say it out loud god damn i just want to know like does that it's a fancy vibrator yeah but does it help you find it because then i'll buy one yeah i thought it was just we're a, all adults here i thought it was just a myth okay <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i'm sorry i brought that up but no it was just it's been on my mind i was when i read it for the first time because they had kit they kept bringing me they kept bringing me up clitoris no (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly i just you know in a room full of 350 women and five that is not something you want to mispronounce like that would have been so (laughs) embarrassing So yeah, you got you got it right. I did. Yeah. So i think that's a perfect time to move over to someone who you know you, you mentioned griff who man i can't first of all Aaron, uh, he, uh, you get to look at that every day. Yeah. And people ask me, cause we, we joke about, you know, the man crush I have on Griff and p- sometimes people who haven't met him are like, what is it's coupled with, what is a Griff? Yeah. <laughs> it is how incredible he looked. And then you go talk to him and he is like the sweetest man ever. So, but he looked incredible. And the two of you did an 
incredible job, you know, helping put this on. You 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 did a lot of work on it. Uh, no, it, Griff uh, and all of the guys did an incredible amount of work leading up to this. And I echo Ted's sentiments that I'm so proud of you guys and everybody who performed and everybody who came out to volunteer and has been a part of this because it, it was a lot of work behind the scenes and um, it was an absolutely incredible night. And it was, I felt like I was tricking people when I got on stage especially earlier in the night just to be like buy a 50 50 and like sit down everybody it was really nice to have everybody cheer for me (laughs) but uh no it was it was absolutely spectacular and i know we could tell stories for hours about it but it was quite the night and i'm i'm really glad we were all such a big part of it yeah and i thought you did that was i really threw it on you that night aaron we're gonna need you to go up and and say some stuff so I hope you enjoyed doing that. I know it's a little nerve wracking, but I, I don't think you're too shy about being in the spotlight. So <laughs> yeah, no, that was, uh, it took me back to like my 4-H days. Like I was getting up there to do a speech about my favorite holiday or something. So, <laughs> Hey, that's why you're a producer now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You guys had a, like a farmer's calendar release party back in 4-H. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what you did before? Some guy just holding a pitchfork and feeding a cow feeding a well, baby calf if, the, if that hasn't been done might as well start it yeah yeah we could host that one too yeah <laughs> but i know it started with you aaron and from from griff as well going all the way back to asking us to be a part of this night and i know for the charity you know they've done it the same way every year and we definitely without a doubt brought in something a little different and i'm glad it went it went great i I did have 74% confidence that we were going to go out and and everyone was going to enjoy it. But we have to talk about another hero of the night who is making, really making podcast debut. He joined us at the live show, but this is the first time we've had him on the podcast. And Ryan, doing the the music and really being on the side of the stage, I think you kind of knew what you were getting yourself into, but what, just tell us about your night. I've worked, I've worked this event before, so I know what I'm getting myself into. From my perspective, I saw a lot of weird stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the funniest things of the night, and in the moment it wasn't very funny, but I had, so I'm standing uh, on one side of the staircase where the firefighters go up on stage and across from the staircase for me is my lighting guy. So he's, I'm running audio, he's running lighting. Like Billy doesn't like to be behind stage when he's running events like that. So I felt for him already in the circumstance, but uh, he's working away he's having a good time kind of i guess we, you would say strike one uh, at one point in the night firefighter takes his shirt off does the twirly loo and he throws it and he gets billy right in the face <laughs> <laughs> and he just like you know he takes it off and he just like sloughs it off and he laughs and it's like yeah it's all good fun and about two firefighters later guy with a boot and people are throwing coins at him oh. billy takes a loony right off the stage <laughs> right in the right in the eye um and thanks then, right ecto uh, oh yeah and then by this time i could just like i could see it in him he's just like okay cool this is like a lot this is i haven't like worked an event with 400 people in the building in a long time so it's just like <laughs> the energy and the vibe in here is is nuts and then strike three somebody uh with the squirt game <laughs> Somebody, I am so sorry. I forgot <laughs> that when you give rules to drunk people, they won't oh. follow them. 
like he got wet and some of his gear got wet and like the whole back area got wet and that was like it i thought he was gonna like flip a table or something he just like <laughs> a single drop of water hit him and that was it he just like stood up flipped his chair backwards and he just like got mad for about two seconds and then looked around and was just like this is cool this is still okay this is still, <laughs> yeah, he was, we're gonna squirt off fun here yeah. he was mad for a shorter time than i was because you know we had i think i yeah, had my, my 800 dollars wireless microphone up there all your equipment and people are squirting around and first say hey guys like we got equipment up here stop and they look at me and start spraying right at my microphone <laughs> oh yeah and i was like well you point you shouldn't have pointed it out and i was thinking of ryan too so i'm like hey guys get off the stage and even one of aaron's friends after i don't think i've ever heard ted yell like that <laughs> so i apologize for yelling but i also don't only because you know we could have been everything we raised that night we could have been down right away just from having to replace equipment oh it's all in good fun uh, the way Billy took the t-shirt in the face, I got to say, though, that was just like an absolute <laughs> champ moment. Like <laughs> yeah, hit him in the face, crazy. wrapped fully around his head. Oh, and, is there a uh, video? Is there a video of this? Only in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one who witnessed it and it was glorious. Oh. And hey, shout out to Billy as well. You know, we had him out there for our live show in August. And, you know, again, that's a, it's a tough night to be working behind the scenes because, again, everyone is amped up. You know, the firefighters all had some liquid courage to go up there, too. So it, you know, in the second half of that show was uh, definitely a little more off the rails, which you think we'd be used to dealing with by now. But oh, I think all in all, it, again, just to wrap up, because we could talk about this forever, was incredible experience. And that's why we're talking about it so much. We're still so excited about it. So thank you to the Red Deer Firefighters Children's Charity and everyone involved in the calendar for letting us be a part of that night. Because you can imagine how much fun it was just being at the party and being able to watch it. But to be able to be a part of that is truly a once in a lifetime experience. And I, yeah, like I said, I'm still so excited about how, how much fun we had and how well it went. Yeah. And I think if, uh, you know, hopefully we can make it a twice in a lifetime experience. If, if they'll some t somehow have us again, that'd be pretty cool. Like that would just mean that this podcast lasts an extra two years from right now. Yeah. So it's all on Ted, I guess, but that was a fun night. That was, that was a ton of fun. Anytime you can help raise money is is a good time and, and have some beers with your friends and well and it like to your point Morrissey just being up on the stage and looking out and all the ladies were all the people mostly ladies but yeah. they're having a blast and I think it's a great night out for you know if you and your group of girlfriends are looking for something to do we are um yep. tickets go <laughs> tickets go fast I think but uh definitely put it on your radar to uh keep an eye on when when the next one is in and, 2023 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> write it down but all right, that was a, a great wrap up. Ryan, thank you again. This just the opportunity now two podcasts you're on in the span of oh, like on a, a, roll. a couple weeks. Um, but again, thank you. This like we did with Riley when we we're talking about the video. It's a great opportunity to just have you chat with us a bit. And I know in the future we're, we're going to have both of you on as a, a full feature interview. But thanks for popping in here. And uh, hopefully you can get back to we joke that you go and play Call of Duty, but that is your me time because we're so good in here. You don't need to babysit us. I was playing guitar and then I broke a string. So oh. <laughs> now I'm just staring at the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tied a, a pretty big bow on that. I think it's time to move in now. Um, something we do a little bit where we're in the community spirit here. So we're going to do another edition of Community Corner. Community Corner is brought to you by the Black Falls Bulldogs. The brand new Eagle Builder Center in Black Falls is now open. So make sure you catch the Alberta Junior Hockey League's newest franchise in action this winter. Single game tickets are available at ticketsalberta.com. So yeah, this Community Corner is sponsored by the Black Falls Bulldogs because Dustin, you've, you've been a very busy boy. 
with the Blackfold Bulldogs Foundation. You've also been foundation. a very naughty boy, too. <laughs> yeah, you, you ain't careful, getting, <laughs> careful. Don't tell about Santa. Yeah, you ain't getting any presents. <laughs> Anyways, you have been busy. There's a lot of great stuff going on and some of it, keeping in mind that about November 19th is when this comes out, but there's still a lot of things going on that people can, uh, again, take part of it and help you out uh, as far as the Black Falls Bulldogs Foundation goes. Yeah, a couple big things. Obviously, our friends over at Cilantro and Chive, uh, Riley Kay and and his wife and Jason Burns, uh, we're, we're lucky enough to partner with them on the initiative with the burger of the month. I think they're up over a hundred thousand dollars that they've donated with this burger of the month initiative. Uh, in Red Deer here, the two bucks from every burger is going back to the Bulldogs Foundation, which is pretty awesome. Uh, huge kudos to them for involving us in that process. Uh, we have a closed drive going on, uh, Raw Bray's, uh, a drop-off location, which is a cool tie-in for for our foundation, obviously the podcast and, and Kev being on the board of the foundation too. Uh, so if you do have any lightly lightly used clothes, you'll have about a couple days to to get in touch with us or, or the Bulldogs to drop off any lightly used clothing. We'll be doing a donation sale at the end of the month, November 28th in the St. Gregory the Great in Black Falls Gymnasium. Uh, so basically you can come out and, and buy some lightly used clothes. Uh, we'll have some suit jackets. We'll have all kinds of different clothing uh, if you're looking to, to get some clothes and, and support a good cause. And we'll be donating all the clothes back to uh, a different cause if we're unable to sell any. So uh, it'll go back to something for the greater good and uh, we just did a blood drive uh, a couple days ago so lots of lots of crazy stuff going on you know it's uh, it's away from the rink which you don't always think about but uh jody and doug's vision of this foundation and kind of tasking me with some different stuff has been super humbling and and really appreciate you being able to let me talk about this on our podcast on that note we'll move in to talk about another cool place that I don't think we knew right away. I think a lot of people know about Saks Thrift Ave downtown Red Deer. And yeah, we've got a, Aaron's already, Aaron's got an embarrassing story we're going to tell in a bit, but they're actually, they're a thrift store. Um, they were part of our treasure hunt. That's actually how uh, we got to know them. I think uh, Ryan met Vincent and and from there, the relationship kind of grew, but they have a rage room or might call it a couple different things, but you go in and you break shit. And not only that, but when you go in, uh, Saks Thrift Ave is an incredibly cool, it's like a vintage it's a record store, lots of great clothing and everything, all their proceeds go to either the Central Alberta Brain Injury Society or the Canadian Mental Health Association. So it's all, that's where it goes. You know exactly where it goes. And uh, hopefully we can have Vincent on one day as well, because it's it's kind of a, a cool story about how that place came to be and how much he cares about the community. But the three of us, Dustin, you unfortunately couldn't make it. But Walsh, Lund and I got to try out the Rage Room. I think we got to talk about that a little bit because you talk about, again, unique experiences and fun experiences. That was, uh, we've had a good couple weeks. Yeah, it was lots of fun, especially, uh, I think it was a Friday afternoon we got to go. So, um, great way to end the week, but you know, the people, um, some, some friends and stuff that have asked about it, it's always like, like, how does it work? So I thought it was just a good idea to quickly explain. Um, essentially there's different packages you can buy for different dollar amounts. And that really depends on how much shit you want to break. Yeah. Uh, but really it's kind of set up where he gives you literally a shopping basket and you go in and, um, you can pick eight small items and two mediums and one large or whatever it is. And he's got them laid out on shelves. So you can go through, I, I kind of, I chuckled when I walked through there because he's got these big like old boom boxes and stereos and they just have little price tags on them like five bucks. 
So it's like, hey, five bucks extra, you can break up this stereo or whatever. So it's a really cool concept. You know, the space he's got is perfect for it. I had a lot of fun. I could definitely see that if you were like having a bad day or week and you went and did that, it would be very therapeutic, hopefully. But yeah, well, all in all, an awesome experience and something really cool for Red Deer. Yeah, I'll just add on to Kev. Uh, so he's got uh, in this room too, after you pick out your shopping cart full of uh, brickable items, you get to p- put on an outfit. Uh, so he's got some coveralls you can choose from. Uh, I wore a le- leather jacket just because it was badass. Then you got gloves and, uh, and a paintball mask so that nothing obviously gets in your eyes. And then you go in the room. I think you might be able to have two people in there. And then anybody else can just wait outside and there's a little... There's a little video camera for anyone watching outside that can see what's going on. And then he asks you what song or what album you want to listen to, which is pretty cool. And he just turns up real loud. Uh, you set up all your all your stuff. <laughs> and, and then the best part, he's got like 10 different weapons <laughs> that you can choose from to, to smash shit. And uh, for anybody that has an office job, yes, they have printers and copiers. And anything that that gives you grief during the week. So uh, I, I think one of the one of the best things that we broke was an old Tassimo maker. <laughs> that was that was my favorite part. Yeah. For it, which I'll tell you why after. But. So it, like because it, it it didn't break immediately. We got a few good whacks at it, and it just it just took the beating. So um, it was uh, my first raid room. Uh, I think it's a really cool date night idea, or just if you want to go alone, you, you can. But I think it's it's fun if you go with one or two other people. If, if it's a date night, I suggest dinner first because like we were pretty sweaty after, you know, you work out. And the funniest thing about the Tassimo is there's about like 20 of them there. And Vincent says, well, you guys should take a Tassimo. I have so many of these. Everyone's throwing these out. No one uses these anymore. And Lund goes, I use my Tassimo all the time. <laughs> they don't, what do you mean they don't make them anymore? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but my real favorite part was the music. And Vincent, uh, you know, stood there and he, he DJed for us. He put on different records. We started off with Bon Jovi. We got, had limp biscuit we had alanis like it was it was awesome and a really cool experience and just to put it right out there it's uh the the packages are 50 bucks 75 bucks or 100 bucks for and it's you get 45 minutes in there and of course can get more if you want to add on more stuff remembering that it all does go to two great causes as well um and of course he needs to be able you know to go go to other thrift stores sometimes to get that stuff so i think if you have old dishware anything laying around the house that you're thinking about donating take it to Saks thrift have because then you're just fueling the rage room you're helping other people get rid of their rage or i i believe apologies vincent if this is wrong but you can also pay a certain fee to bring your own stuff mm-hmm. to break as well so again uh, pretty cool there and for the rest of 2021 he's agreed if you mention the podcast you're going to get the 75 dollar package for 60 bucks so a great deal there. And I don't think you need to be sold on going there. As soon as we told a couple people that we were going, everybody got immediately jealous. So thank you, Vincent, for having us and just a, a really fun time. And I know none of the three of us were in there angry, but I think it was it was fun to do that. And Aaron and Dustin, we will we will get you there. Well, I did go to Saks Thrift <laughs> Ave and Ted had told me because I couldn't make it to the rage room day. Ted had told me that Vincent had asked if I was going to be there. 
But the actually the day of the calendar release party, I was running a bunch of errands, racing around town, and I thought I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop in quickly because I love to thrift, and there's nothing better than a curated thrift experience because this isn't like a value village where you're digging through stuff. This is very curated. It's vintage band T-shirts, a, a beautiful Wrangler Sherpa jean jacket, plaids, like, and I ran through and and then was going to leave and I kind of made my way towards the back and we're all wearing masks and this man who I presume is Vincent is you know oh can I help you oh no I'm just you know just stopping in that Ted from the podcast said I should come in I love to thrift and we chat for a few minutes and then he goes oh and you are and I knew he knew who I was and I stared at him and he stared at me but then I thought like what the hell I'm coworker Aaron like I don't want, <laughs> no I'm no. producer <laughs> I was like what am I gonna say here because if he doesn't know who I am I sound like an absolute <laughs> narcissist at best or a real dummy at worst and I just stared at him we stared at each other for so long and I fly- finally said I'm a friend <laughs> so, <laughs> we just looked at each other and I said thank you and uh, then I ran away so I have, a, I have one question what is wrong with saying oh my name is Aaron I'm actually part of the podcast with all those guys because as much as I love Ted when I sandbag you a little bit especially when we go to cilantro and chive when you guys had the burger of the month and every waitress we had I'd be like this is Ted he made this burger I I just it felt weird. And I didn't know if anybody, I sit on the couch. I don't know. Like, what am I doing here? But I'm tired. <laughs> I don't want to go to bed. Why am I here? <laughs> but it was, I mean, absolutely. If you are looking for that curated thrift experience, go in. It was spectacular. I cannot wait to go back and cross and my fingers. Vincent, your the- real name. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm coworker Aaron and I am here to shop. But yeah, I'm producer just- Aaron, apparently. I guess I don't, I don't get a vote in that, but I'll just roll with it. Technically, if I'm your producer, I'm still your coworker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is It is a spectacular um, little gem in Red Deer. So I suggest you go to uh, buy some cool vintage shit and get out your rage. So again, thank you. Thank you, Vincent, for that. Uh, you can go to Saks Thrift thriftavrd.com um, and that's where you can book the book the rage room as well so before we move on and as i see walsh take a, a real big chug of beer it's always a great time to thank door tender again for always delivering and uh, some cool stuff they're doing that you know we always talk about how they're growing they now have a rewards plan or a rewards program, I should say, as well, where it's pretty simple. Every time you spend money, you get points and then you get gift cards back. And to quote Brian, it is very aggressive and, uh, you know, a lot more, if you think about, well, I know for a fact, skip the dishes, you don't gain points very fast. With this, you gain points real fast. Look at his split. Yes. that's I'm paraphrasing, but that's what I imagine he was thinking. That's, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, but... If he had said that, it would have been a good thing to say, I guess. Um, so, as always, too, we have our uh, code ODEER10, ODEER, D-E-E-R-1-0, for $10 off your next order. And, yeah, as always, just thank you, Doortender. It's it's nice to come here, and, you know, everyone's after a, a long day at work or a long-ish day at work. I guess depends who you are, but just come and have a couple beer and hang out. So, make sure you check them out, download their app, go to their website, and now that you can start earning rewards, too, and get gift cards back for buying, I think there's uh, never been a better time to use Doortender. Yeah, I think if you're going to take anything from this podcast, you might as well take 10 bucks off of your next beer or wine. Like, come on. 
Well said. Or you could take the phrase lickety split and start yeah. using it a lot more. Yeah. Or Aaron's last spiel. Cause my God, she used a lot. Me and you were looking at each other, Kev. She used a lot of big words there. Curated and the, and yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm nodding, but I didn't think there was anything <laughs> yeah. weird about yeah, that. Oh, okay. So we made yeah, weird yes, eye contact. That was a big for word. Yeah. Good that wasn't job, weird buddy. eye contact. It was just nice eye contact. I watched it happen. Uh, whatever, Kev. Yeah. Drive your cell phone. As I'm in a room filled with people I really do love, we're about to bring up the biggest piece of shit I've ever met in my life. Why don't don't look over there at the, at the other room. Spin Diesel. It's time to bring him out again. As I mentioned, the magic show. I did it. I got through it. Thank you again to all the ladies and five guys at the fire show, firefighter calendar show for giving me the pass on that. And just like always, we're back. We, we have to decide again and nobody's done two in a row. So I hate this, but I still have an opportunity to get stuck with something again. So I am going to go first though. And I'm picking light purple today. I won. Yeah. Okay. I'll pick yellow, green, blue. I hate this so much. Oh, and just so you know, we replaced Magic Show with learning a guitar solo. And luckily, yeah, you do have a good resource there in, in Ryan. So, oh God, here, here we go. Everyone remember Spin their color? Because I don't remember everyone else's. Spin it hard. Uh, for those of you that are playing along at home, it landed on light purple, which is Ted again. So he's in the he's in the green screen room right now, <laughs> screaming at the wall. He Hopefully, out, Riley's got that. He camera got out of here lickety split. I mean, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to see anything. I regret. You jinxed yourself. I think. I'm so sorry, Ted. Well, you there you go. Keep putting yourself in yeah, because yeah. it's the way. It's just the right way to yeah. do it. And I keep thinking every time karma is going to catch up to me. Like well, that, no. it's fun doing some of this stuff. I'm not going to lie. Like it might have been cheaper for me to buy you guys lunch than all the magic show shit. But okay, that's life. well, let's. Uh, we got one more spin left here. So which one do you want it to land on? I don't know. I mean, okay. I just, I've, <laughs> I've fucking hit the proverbial brick wall. <laughs> like holy fuck i've never had a free fall in my emotions like this in my whole entire life i was feeling good i just felt like hey for once i'm not gonna get picked for this just run through it here. you've been bragging about running oh. through walls all day here we go that wasn't very hard rubik's cube rubik's cube it's what did we say this was know. a long time ago i think you had like 10 minutes to solve a rubik's oh, cube I don't or think something it was that like that long. i thought it was like or five, five or seven. minutes yeah we could probably meet in the middle of seven i think okay we're just gonna be meeting at bows for lunch i'll <laughs> tell you that right now so i think the rule is we get to mess up the rubik's cube and you have seven minutes to solve that rubik's cube <laughs> okay you got, this. you got this ted oh I mean, it's not a performance one. It's no, just it's a, not. It's, it's a skill. A video one, yeah. Okay, you know what? It's So let's put a date. Let's put a date, a hard date for this one. We're recording our one-year anniversary episode right around December 14th, 15th. So that seems like a good time. Sure, yeah. sure. sure. Okay. That's a hard uh -huh. date. No no moving it. Well, I'll see. Yeah. We're off the hook again, buddy. Like, this this isn't that bad, but at the same time, it's like, why does all the world's shit have to come raining down on me every time we bring out this stupid wheel? I guess the spin diesel didn't like being called a piece of shit. So how many have you got so far? This is not, this is uh, number four for me, Lund. And I've, I've had one. You've had one. And 
these guys have had zero. And Aaron's had one. Oh yeah, Aaron had one. Yeah, I still let you guys lunch. And you two have had zero. And I've, I man, the amount of money I've spent on some of this stuff too, between hey, the lunches Rubik's and cubes the, are pretty cheap. The magic show and yeah, Rubik's cubes I, are I cheap. I have, I have one. I don't know where it is. If anyone but... wants to buy a magician costume from me, that's <laughs> lightly used and heavily sweating. Yeah, I at least I gave the magic kit to Andrew Russell for his kids, so I'm, I'm fine with that. That's someone else. They're gonna go enjoy it and have fun, but yeah. uh, only because you know your kids already have one. And Dustin, I think uh, you'll Mine's just young. well, it's not even that. Is that you'll just play with it and. Burn break everything yeah you're trying to figure out that cup and ball trick all right it's settled uh Fuck, like december 15th you better learn how to do Ru- rubik's cube congratulations I, just, I got nothing right now all right well let's move on no oh, i'm just gonna put this down here throw it yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> good for nothing piece of shit it was fucking worst 80 bucks i ever spent on anything okay don't, it's fine. <laughs> Don't fix it. <laughs> All right. Talked about it a little bit last episode, and we talked about something else a whole lot last episode, but actually today, Lundy and I took a really nice field trip for the Tourism Red Deer Spotlight to the Ellis Bird Farm. Again, we know what was said last episode. Nothing weird happened at the bird farm, but uh, it was... Uh, the birds all... Most of them for the year, yeah. so... Yeah, there was there was a weird incident in the barn with a pigeon, but it wasn't what you think. Yeah, it was, it was a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> Well, go on. But anyways, let's first talk about, um, you know, it's just kind of northeast of Red Deer out by Joffrey. Really cool place. Walsh, I know you said you've been out there before. A place that I didn't really know existed until we started working with Tourism Red Deer. And uh, just like a lot of those places, you know, either in Red Deer, right outside of Red Deer, it's a really cool place. And as, as London and I walked through there, the thing we said over and over again is like, what a great place to bring your kids to for an afternoon. It's, uh, yeah, I had no idea the place existed. A 20 minute drive from Red Deer, so not not too far out. And it's it's a lot bigger than I imagined. So there's there's a main building there where they have a whole bunch of information on birds, whole bunch of pictures, whole, mu- whole bunch of uh, stuffed birds, like stuffed via t- uh, taxidermist. And uh, apparently they did have a snake, but the snake was not there this year. Yeah, so one thing went my way today. <laughs> yeah. Ted Ted's terrified of snakes, so he's pumped about that. Uh, so in this main building, there's a worker there, then and they can give you information. They sell a lot of birdhouses. Obviously, there's some really cool looking birdhouses mm-hmm. that are my my favorite one that I saw was in the shape of a reindeer. So if you're <laughs> if you're into Christmas and you like birds, or you need to buy a gift for Lund, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll take one, sure. Um, and then and then the second building that that they have is basically just a room full of stuffed birds like owls and i don't know how many different birds there are in in alberta here but there was probably over 100 100 different types of birds there and And other woodland creatures yes before you go forward what since you visited the bird farm i want to test your knowledge a little bit because i i've never been what is the bird of alberta that would be the blue jay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you know the answer i i don't i (laughs) okay i don't I, I just thought you, might have, I no. thought you might have learned something. I actually today, so. no, no, you know, we did I we did learn some stuff. Like there's kind of there's a really cool game where it has like a, a foot of what eight different types of birds and a wing and you have to kind of push it to see what matches with what. And it was really cool. And yeah, we 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 learned a lot. 
just being there looking around. So again, uh, it kind of brought me back to all the days of of field trips as well, because you know those are the kind of places you went and there's lots of different areas, lots of walking trails. So mm-hmm. like, even as someone just, are, are you two texting each other right now? No, I'm looking up the bird of Alberta. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even sure that's <laughs> so a thing. It. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead. Get, tell us what it is. Yeah. You got it, Aaron? Yeah. In uh, 1977, the great horned owl was adopted oh. as Alberta's official bird after a, a province-wide children's vote. Oh, wow. I think children that's a, have spoken. Yeah, that's a good animal for your yeah, yeah, official I, bird. That's owls way are back when, sweet. when we did Alberta trivia, we never touched yeah. on that one. And yeah. it's like, now gone extinct. No, they deliver your mail. <laughs> yeah. Those are storks. No, those deliver no, babies. No, that's babies. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, you need a trip to the bird farm yeah. so bad. Yeah. I'm coming for um, you, Ellis. But yeah, so Pick we went- up a Harry Potter book, yeah. buddy. It was kind of cool too, because obviously they're very busy in the spring and summer, and that's when they're, most of the birds are there, but they are open. They have Tuesday to Thursday from 10 to 3, they, they have some hours there until December 16th, and they are open uh, Saturday and Sunday, November 20th and 20th. First, so right after this comes out from 10 to 3, just kind of basically one last chance to go out for the weekend and walk around. And yeah, there's not quite as many birds, but there's some great walking trails. And as someone who does just like to go to some of the parks around Red Deer and stuff, uh, you go go with some friends, go with your kids, whatever, walk for an hour or so and just check out what's there and, and catch up on life. Yeah, I think as uh, you know, I mentioned before, but as a family, it's just a great place to go to kill some time and for something to do for the family. Like you say, lots of walking trails but maybe you guys didn't quite notice but i think there's two or three different playgrounds and really cool. oh we noticed yeah we went you on. guys probably played on some of them because they oh, are yeah. unique playgrounds like built out of the wood and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so it's really cool what they've done there. very kid friendly and again i would highly recommend uh, a family trip there at least once a year yeah we were up in the treehouse not sure if the ladder would hold us but we got up there and it's free yes it's uh there's no cost um obviously unless you want to buy buy a birdhouse or something but just uh inexpensive or free free way to spend an afternoon and you get to get out and enjoy nature i think they have over over five or over seven kilometers of walking trails out there too so yeah maybe we'll have to go back in the the summertime when we can see a few more few more types of birds yeah, except for that stupid pigeon. Lund made me go in the, the barn and yeah. it was a pigeon, but it was like, it wasn't, it was like trying it to, it was lure up to us, something. It was yeah. trying to lure us into a barn. <laughs> it sounds it, like Ted sucked you into his way of thinking on birds. Yeah, I did. Maybe. did. I wasn't afraid of birds until I saw that one <laughs> pigeon at the top of yeah. the, the barn window and he was just begging us to come in there. <laughs> And then when we got close, he like it sounded like he was calling all his friends to to come in and gang up on us. So we didn't actually end up going yeah, in the barn. You're your own person, man. <laughs> I, your your fears are your fears, and my fears are my fears. But you know, one thing too about and like obviously would be a cool thing is you know you can book it for any type of event, a small wedding. If you just want to go somewhere to get some nice photos taken, you can book the facility as well on that. And it's it isn't free. It's nonprofit. And of course, you know, you can can make a donation, which uh, on behalf of both of us, Lundy did, which was very nice until he said, hey, can you take a picture of me making this donation? Yeah. And then Ted's going to Photoshop my $5 bill into a $100 (laughs) bill just to make our podcast look better. (laughs) They are open for a little bit longer. Uh, Make sure you check it out and keep it again on your radar for spring and summertime. You can go to ellisbirdfarm.ca to learn more. And I really enjoyed it. And you know what, Lund? It was just a a really nice day between two friends. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And now, speaking of nature, it's time to head into Deer Call. Deer, deer, deer. 
<laughs> I was wondering what you were doing. I was waiting for you to like wind up your lungs and you didn't do it. I was like, what the hell is he going to do? Deer Call is brought to you by Andrew Russell and Associates with Remax Real Estate, Central Alberta, the official realtor of the Oh Deer podcast. Selling or buying a home can seem like a daunting task, so trust the experts with more than 65 years of combined experience and over 40 five-star Google reviews to guide you through a smooth and trouble-free experience. For more information on the team and the services they provide, visit andrewrussell.ca. And tell them Lundy sent you. That was like a real that's, ad. Did they write scary. that? Yeah, I, yeah, Andrew wrote that. <laughs> and like ten tonight, I said, because he talked about wanting to write one. I said, oh, and I forgot to tell you that we're doing that. He said, oh, yeah, I'll write one in five minutes and just put me to shame. But hey, he knows his business better than I do. So crushed it once yeah, again. Andrew. You are hired, Andrew. How many houses have you sold, Ted the Fourth? <laughs> <laughs> and speaking again to, to Lund's kind of weird relationship with birds we'll call it we joke about that and think about (laughs) (laughs) no there's no what are you what are you saying behind my back about that nothing we just talked about it last time how you really enjoy bird documentaries and watching birds get it on yeah to the voice of david attenborough yeah like who doesn't probably a lot of people but even even makes me think like bird watching like you know we're out there today at the bird farm is kind of a unique hobby something that i don't know anyone who is an an avid bird watcher so we just ask people what is an unusual or maybe a unique lesser known hobby you have or even just something that you enjoy doing that people might find so it doesn't even have to really be a hobby just an everyday activity that you find enjoyable so we'll start off with kim said she enjoys updating and organizing, color coding the monthly calendar at the beginning of every month. I think a lot of people do that. Just organizing, planning out your month. I could probably speak for at least one of us here as well that, yeah, that doesn't sound like any fun at all. Monica Walsh. You guys all missed that Friends reference? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it was just a terrible... It's not a joke. It was just a reference. Yeah. It's getting cut. Yeah. (laughs) I liked it. But is that something... I know, Dustin, you're kind of an organized guy. I remember you always had your big calendar on your desk, too. Is that something you you enjoy doing, or is it just... That's just who you are? Because there's kind of two different people. I don't know that I enjoy doing it. I need to do it to actually stay on task. I think it's just something I have to do or I forget things. I've been trying to get you to do it for years because you forget things all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good skill to have. I mean, it helps with your time management. Big time. Well, I thought you were talking about forgetting something was a good skill to have. <laughs> uh, that actually too is a good skill to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Riley said, does listening to the Oh Dear podcast count? I think absolutely it counts. That is a weird hobby. Yeah. I can't imagine. Like, Every time I leave this room, I'm like, I can't believe we all had to listen to each other say all that stupid shit for two hours and people willingly listen to it. So, hey, thanks for listening, everyone. Good answer, Riley. <laughs> um, Kevin Strybosch, the athlete, this is a real one, he said catching food in his mouth. He is incredible at it. Like, no joke. Anything that's thrown at him, he can catch. It's unbelievable. It was a weird thing you, <laughs> producer and then... Ted and the athlete had together at our job when we were all working together. And I don't know, that's just like, it was just something I wasn't a part of. So obviously, obviously I was jealous of it. Yeah. But <laughs> you, you'd be a part of it. Um, you guys wouldn't let me in. It was like, I was like <laughs> bullied out of that circle, but that's all right. You know what? Let's move on. 
But just, well, for some context, because the way it went was the athlete had his desk and then Aaron was in between the two of us and we have some, you know, cubicle dividers. So just one day I just, I forget what I had and I threw it all the way over to Kevin. He caught it in his mouth and then it became this shtick for a little while until, you know, thanks a lot, COVID, but where we would just find different fun ways to start throwing stuff in Kevin's mouth. And we developed a very, very small loyal following on, on Instagram as well doing it. It was just something fun to do. And yeah, it, it sounds weird. That's the definition of a weird hobby. What was the weirdest thing you put in his mouth? Oh, we never did any weird foods, but I think the best trick shot we ever did was um, we were at a bowling alley uh, with a, a work event and Ted threw something, I don't know, a piece of popcorn, French fry into Kevin's mouth. Kevin immediately turns, catches it, turns around, bowls a strike. The entire place goes wild. I mean, it was all of our coworkers. Somebody was watching and I didn't hit record on my phone. That was like the fourth Third, the, second try? That was the first oh, try. Oh, it was. That's right. He and it was an M&M. M&M, M &M, yeah. And then he did it again and I recorded it. Missed. Like the, five times yeah. in a row. Yeah. But then he got it. So twice he caught the M&M in his oh. mouth, turned around, bowled a strike. It was incredible. And it was like by the end of it too, everybody was just sick. They're like, oh my God, like how many times are we going to have to watch this hat? It just became a spectacle but for you all know the wrong what? reasons. As many times as we needed to for the three people that would dm me about seeing this on instagram yeah so. that's that's true and so a memory forever Sounds well, like the second one is a memory forever <laughs> the fr and you know what you never missed a record button after that true sounds like it was worth the wait absolutely uh, eventually maybe we'll, we'll get the 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 old act together again one day uh this one i don't, I don't well, i guess you could think it's weird aaron is going to be triggered by someone thinking this is weird as Lindsay said puzzles okay i I actually, that is one of my weird hobbies. And I will say my favorite puzzles are the ones where you don't actually know what the puzzle looks like. And then you spend 14 hours straight putting it together without sleeping or eating. And then you have to solve a mystery that goes along with the puzzle. So you read a little booklet and then the puzzle that you've just built without knowing what you've made helps you solve the mystery. I didn't know that existed. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. like, that that's like advanced puzzling. You were, you were giving me the same look as when she was doing those big words before. So you're bullshitting earlier. <laughs> Uh, the most complex puzzle I've ever done, just one of those 3D puzzles. And now I guess they have 4D puzzles. Aaron, do you know what do you know what a 4D puzzle is? And I that's not my preferred puzzle oh, style. Okay. It's in the metaverse. Oh, I can't wait till <laughs> so I join yeah. the metaverse. That'll be my weird hobby. Oh. Just hanging out in meta. I know the one puzzle Dustin's never solved is not even how to find the clitoris, but how to say it properly. So I did all that right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he does have that, a kit. Is that he does you, have a kit. Is that what you say? I did it all right. Right? Yeah. Delaney, so this is a weird one, but I think it's kind of cool. Said she loves dehydrating food, which you, you buy, like you buy a dehydrator for it and stuff, but... I'm not a big fan of that stuff, but I know like mango tomatoes, I think. Those are the two fruit and vegetables, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that those are kind of good. Yeah. I, I, uh, pr I think prunes. Raisins, you mean? <laughs> well, both, I guess. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Steph, ironing clothes, she really enjoys doing. I don't even own an iron. I, I mean, it's, again, not a, a preferred hobby of mine, but I can see the satisfaction you yeah. get from that. No. And, like, you own a fashion shop, Kev. Like, has, <laughs> has, 
has I do. It shift, <laughs> has it shifted though from ironing to like steaming? Well, for men, yeah. Oh, not for women? <clears throat> well, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. I don't know a women's clothing store, yeah. but no, yeah. for well, men, it's like, enough, the, it's like enough. easy care, whatever, but, uh, Wrinkle I guess, free, please. yeah, like yeah. that would be one of mine. I think like, I wouldn't call it a hobby, but I, I like to like steam clothes. It's so, it's like yeah. a chore you actually enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's satisfying to see the wrinkles come yeah, out. Yeah. Well, so how much did it pain you the time when we were doing the robbery fashion sh- shoot and Dustin was standing there in his underwear, just, well, I don't know, not he, steaming very yeah, well. Yeah, he was... It was terrible. Yeah. I quickly told him to get out of here. <laughs> Took over, but I quickly forgot about it. Yeah. Skilled. Nice skill. That's okay. I don't know. Skill. I still don't know how to iron. Like I've, I, I had like to ask ironing. a coworker this summer when we we're at a, a work event, I had to go to their hotel room and deliver my shirt and say, can you please iron this for me? So that's, that's where I'm at in life. Yeah. The only time I'll use an iron is when I want to make a grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you always have cheese on the collars <laughs> of your shirt. You forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was it. We didn't get a ton of answers on that one. Maybe a confusing question, but that's okay because this is going long anyways. But Okay. I got one. I, I like yeah. vacuuming. Oh, yeah, is that weird? That yeah, that's weird. That's really weird. I, it's a good husband. It's, yeah. no, we don't do it. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I hired a, we hired a cleaning lady, but I did like vacuuming. Mm. I, I like to spend time with my daughter now more, but vacuuming to me is satisfying. It's, you know, leaving that mark on the carpet. I don't know. Maybe that's weird. Yeah. I like to take my clothes off for charity. That's my <laughs> hobby. <laughs> All right. I mean, Aaron, I know you have a, f- a yeah. ton. Like I like to do normal stuff like ride horses and go hiking, but also like. Those are both two things that you. That sound awful. <laughs> but like the puzzling, that's kind of a problem, but love it. Thrifting, which leads into my uh, obsession for collecting and playing vintage board games, which big fan of. And then um, finding bones, like animal bones and skulls, bringing them home, cleaning them and expla- uh, displaying them as decor. There is a, one in the treehouse at the bird farm. Yeah, Should have brought it. Yeah. Yeah. Like shed hunting. Anybody hey, who's listening. I was with you up until you said clean them and then display them proudly. Yeah. I've got. But you have like mouse skulls in your house? No, not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got my eyes open for rodents that like from, uh, you know, owl nests. No, but I've got bison, cow, horse, deer, lots of deer, mm-hmm. moose sheds, ex-boyfriends. Sheds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Is, is she wearing your alibi shirt you were in last time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she yeah. Hey, Lund donated that to the thrift store and Aaron bought it when she was there as a friend of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess maybe this will spark you. If you don't have one, hey, you know, I did have to think about it. But the other weird thing that I really enjoy, and I don't think it's weird, but I really do enjoy taking care of my hair. Like twice a week, I take an hour out of my night and do like the hair mask and all that stuff and like leave it in. And like, I know we joke about about my hair all the time and I, I like my hair, but it's something, I don't know why it's, it's, I guess it's a little self-care thing, but I really enjoy doing it. That would actually be a great question next time is like your self-care routines. What do you do to take care of yourself? Cause that, I like that. So maybe a question for the one after next time, cause everyone start thinking next time is your favorite Christmas song. Oof. And I got a lot. As long as it's not Mariah Carey. <laughs> what did she ever do to you? Oh my God, for two months of every year, she just doesn't leave my head. 
<laughs> all right, well that is for next time. So that is deer call again. I know you guys are all weirder than you think. Lund, you do you do lots of weird shit probably. Yeah, but none of them are hobbies. Oh, <laughs> that's fair enough. That's, that's kind of what I was yeah. thinking oh. of too. It was, like, a, it was a... I do some weird shit, but... Yeah. Well, there we go. Thank you again, everyone. And yeah, start thinking of your favorite Christmas song. So now we're, we're just going to move right along here because as we get to the end of the night, you know exactly what time it is. It is time for Dustin versus Walsh. Dustin versus Walsh is brought to you by the Unparalleled Clothing Company. Don't miss your chance to save up to $20 on select hats and apparel with free shipping on all orders over $150. Head to unparalleledpw.com now to check out Unparalleled's latest sale. Okay, so we're now 2 nothing in Dustin versus Walsh for Dustin, which means not only is Dustin... Two wins away, we're doing a best of seven from a carriage ride and a nice night out from Walsh, but I would get the same from Lund because we're, we're kind of teamed up on this one. So we're going to revisit something that we did once already. So we're going to do the newlywed game. I have great misgivings about doing this again um, after the domestic that it caused <laughs> between Ted and Lund and the shoe thing, I think, is still a sore spot. No. You know what? You know, guess how many times since then his shoes have been in the way? Like, honestly, probably zero. Guess how many times they're in the way before? (laughs) A lot. Probably zero. No. Anyways. (laughs) So here we go. Um, Dustin, you will be teamed up with Ted on this. Walsh, you're guessing for Lund. Um, So here we go. Dustin (laughs) and Walsh, what is your partner's favorite movie? Star Wars. That's, I said... Forrest Gump that I've seen probably over a hundred times because it is the perfect movie, even though Jenny's a bitch and Forrest Jr. is not actually Forrest Kid. I had Gladiator first. <laughs> it's good. Both good movies. I had old school. Oh, I was so close to writing that. <laughs> I was thinking about that one too. I said, where are the Millers? If your partner could date any member of the same sex, real or fictional, dead or alive, who would they pick? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <Yeah>. What? <laughs> that's, a, that's a cheat. I went Bobby Orr. <laughs> Phil Collins. Those <laughs> guys like twins. Everyone laughing at me right now obviously has not heard the Tarzan soundtrack, first of all. <laughs> like from, from Disney? Yeah. I would like, it's incredible. You know what? And then I'll tell you one thing. Like Lund does not talk about himself a lot. And that's why I felt like it, at a disadvantage when we did it. Because not saying I don't, but Dustin, all he ever does is talk about himself and his favorite whatever, this and that. So hopefully hopefully Walsh is at the disadvantage this time because he had the advantage last time we played yeah, this game. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Crushing <laughs> it so far. Yeah. All right. Same question, but now for any female. I think I turned the table on you, buddy. At least I hope I did. <laughs> let's, let's be fair. There's a lot of answers to this. And I promise I didn't write down anyone that'll date me, but that is an answer. Betty White. The Pink Power Ranger. <laughs> We've talked about that should have been a layup. Go back to episode one, buddy. Go back to the last episode when we talked about my first childhood crush. <sighs> All right. Britney Spears. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He just wants her to be free. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Oh, Scar Joe. That was a good answer, Dustin, but it- If you go back to episode one, your celebrity crush was Betty White. Well, that's what Lund guessed my celebrity crush was. And then I said the Pink Power Ranger, and, and then could, I said it again Man, that was a long time ago. Things change. Yeah. All right. Question four. What is your partner's worst habit or trait? So, Dustin, what would 
Ted say is his worst habit or trait? Same thing, Walsh. What would Lund say is his worst habit or trait? Worst habit or trait is he is too soft-spoken. <laughs> <laughs> said eating unhealthy food. <laughs> I said Ted's worst habit or trait is time management. Disorganized slash forgetful. I'll give you half a point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I give like a quarter maybe. Yeah. It's the exact same no, thing. No, it's, it's not. not. That was the exact same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. So the score is one. Well, two, that's, hey, it's not for these two to decide. It's for you to decide. Oh. What? So what, what was the official ruling? That's a point five. Okay. So it's one, one point to half a point. Okay. That's how good many, though. That's that's momentum. How many builder. questions are there? Ten. Ten. Question five. So what do you think your partner thinks is your worst trait or habit? So what does Ted think is your worst trait, Dustin? And Walsh, what does Lund think is your worst trait or habit? Let me have a look at you. Yeah, you wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was quick. Uh, and we're still all friends here. Because nobody's perfect. I'm going to say it because you mentioned this earlier on in the podcast talking about myself. No, I don't think that's necessarily a terrible quality. I said, and you are the most impatient person I've ever met in my whole life. This goes back to my last time management comment. Either way, it's zero points. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said too small. Oh, I said too short. Oh. Now, hold on, though. Yeah, small and short are the same. Yeah. How is disorganized <laughs> and poor time management not the same? Then? Oh, that, no. Because you can be disorganized and still have... Yeah, yeah. Well, you can. Yeah, you can. can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Disorganized can. No. Time absolutely. Yeah, I know plenty of people that are really... No. Oh, yeah, name a couple. My my office is a mess, Bob, but I still, Joel, I'm still Frank, on time Tom. for all my meetings. I still have all my stuff done. It does, hey, I'm She's the a judge yeah. here. I give it a point. Nice. All right. <laughs> this game is horse shit. <laughs> How many questions I think left? Dustin's worst trait is Four being left. friends with his judge who sucks. Give him a penalty. <laughs> give him a minus one. <laughs> All right. You were down last time, Dustin. It's okay. Okay. What do you think that your partner thinks is your best trait? So, <laughs> Dustin, what does Ted think is your best trait? And Walsh, what does Lund think is your best trait? It's okay to give yourself compliments. Funny, smart, handsome. Pick one. Like, do we get to be those things? <laughs> can be whatever you want to be, Ted. You know what? I think this is a hard question because all four of us have so many great qualities. Yeah, this is a nice one. This isn't one to be no. worried about. You guys shit talk to each other real quickly. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Uh, I said good personality. Oh, no, I wouldn't have said that. I said can fit into small spaces. <laughs> well, I was trying to balance out the, yeah, the I mean know you're one. Going, yeah, I know you're I knew you were going for the small. I think you're I knew you're gonna s stick with small. Yeah, the, for that one? Yeah, I oh, would have oh, I would have been yeah. on your side on that. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean good personality and accountant, that is not the best guess ever, but I went, I think Ted's going to say I have a positive attitude. Oh, I should have said that. I just, I put that you get it done. <laughs> that's a great quality. That's, that's yeah. a nice compliment. He's a doer. Like it's, yeah. Positive. Did you get a half point? No. no. no <laughs> Those are, Sorry. You didn't but, get that one Hey, done. but way to be positive about it. <laughs> that is, hey, I will say, Dustin, I'll give you a two for that is another one of your best qualities. 
Yeah, uh, and you're a good peer. And Walsh, you have a great personality. <laughs> a long peer, yeah, not a good peer. <laughs> well, I thought you meant peer like one of our peers. <laughs> peer. Take it, you want some great cheese? Yeah. <laughs> take it how you want it. <laughs> All right. So it's still, it's two to 0. 0.5. How many we got left? Four. Okay. You just said four she last said four time. four last time. You bet it, Matt. I don't yeah, know. It's... Seven, eight, nine, ten. I know what I'd write down for Aaron's seven. worst quality. Is it? Okay. Uh, if your partner had to describe themselves in just one word, what would it be? You're writing a lot. <laughs> did you write Did you write down that oh. many words? So I had A, hair, B, DJ, or C, single, and I went with hair. Oh, no, I just put that I am a neat <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah, nice try to cheat over there, yeah. by the way. All three of yours are you, wrong. What do you guys think about Ted? Oh, he's neat. That's, Not from like the tidy good. sense, but... Yeah, he's yeah. Neat guy. And, and you it. know what? A lot of my friends, my high school friends and stuff will know exactly that because that's literally how when I went to the bar, I would get them to say, hey, have you met my friend Ted? He is a neat guy. <laughs> and it worked even less than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my word about uh, Lundy was happy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's what I was going to put for me. I said funny. Oh, which yeah it both that's also like basically correct. the same it's yeah like like yeah. three of the I so that's like a point five. the last sure. letter was no. the same <laughs> i liked all three of my answers for you. they were yeah they were i just i told you i'm gonna put what i actually would Don't say putting three answers and getting judgment calls well you get to do that once then i don't want to yeah <laughs> okay kevin right. plays by the rules oh that's gonna be matched for the next one <laughs> plays by the rules <laughs> What is your partner's go-to karaoke song? I said Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. I also said Party in the oh, USA. You would, you would, I guess I've never been to karaoke with you, so I can't disprove it. See, and I think other people of our friend group would say, see you again, Miley Cyrus, over that one. But we'll give it to you. Well, well we both said the same yeah. things. <laughs> what do you mean he'll give it to Good, good for our friends. You better have said I want it that way. You got a tattoo of it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know me too well. I said yeah! I want it that way. <laughs> there you go. So, well, that's kind of a wash. It's three to one and a half. We need the next two. Actually, Aaron, there's still four questions left. <laughs> <laughs> there are two questions, but I've got bonuses. Okay. Won't need them. <laughs> hey -oh. Question nine. Your partner's favorite Disney princess, which I realize now really should have been the opposite way because you guys have kids and the others don't. But I feel like they still have a favorite Disney yeah. princess. Oh, no, funny. like there's I've got Disney princesses. Like if they were like I got posters. Date. No, but I'm just if all this all the situation was correct, there's there's a couple that I would date. And you know what? I just want your favorite and whatever your reasons are for that being your favorite, you can keep to yourself so you don't make it weird. Oh, I'll, I'll say it and make it weird. All right. I accept that. Better not be sleeping beauty. <laughs> yeah, you perv. <laughs> she wakes up at some point, you guys. <laughs> yeah, after. <laughs> yeah, after. <laughs> oh, God. Did we just expose Disney for being weird? It's exposed itself it's, yeah, for a I long guess. time. Yeah. I have a question. First. This is blatant cheating. Don't answer. This is it. cheating right in front of our faces. I think, no, I I was just uh, clarifying a name in a different movie. Well, that's still cheating. Yeah, I went with Jasmine from Aladdin. I went with Belle because she does not mind dudes with a lot of body hair. Nice. That's a good answer. I went with Jasmine from Aladdin. Well, I went with Cinderella. Ah, <laughs> oh, because you like touching feet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys like blondes, eh? No, she's a self-made woman who has good fashion sense. <laughs> so the question I asked was if there was a princess in Moana, because I know Ted and his nephew have watched a lot of Moana, so I just wasn't well, sure. It's, it's, Moana is the yeah. princess. Oh, like, is it? You yeah. haven't seen like, that movie? No, I haven't actually oh, seen it. So you you need to watch that with Bryn. You yeah. She'd love it. And it is, we, you know it's the best song ever. Yeah. So I'm surprised you didn't Great movie. We just yeah, watched no, it on the weekend. I thought you were going to say Elsa, but I've never seen that oh, movie, no. so wasn't even thinking. Okay. Two Jasmines. Yeah. Two Jasmines. Well, because I was thinking of like when we were kids. Yeah. Right? That's what I was trying yeah. to think of. Well, there was a hundred princesses when we were kids. Name them. Cinderella, Snow White, <laughs> Sleeping Beauty, Belle. Uh, oh, yeah. Good enough. Yeah. Let's let's do the last let's question anyways yeah. for fun. All right. Oh, yeah. We won. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't cheat. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he play Kevin plays by the rules. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. All right. If your partner could spend five hundred dollars on anything, what would they spend it on? Anything. I went with uh, five hundred dollars on the football bets. Oh, I said Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say all at once. I, th- I actually thought you might guess that with how much I make the Burger King well, joke on I here. S- I said unhealthy food. <laughs> I said gambling to turn it into a thousand dollars. So did we just I was, I did was we just cross say, here? I did Walsh say, just guess yeah. right for me and Dustin guessed right for? That I'm gonna give Andy. everybody half a point. Yeah, that's a that's a neat way to to end. Anyways, but hey, I'm on the board. Nice. Yeah. So that is that's right two one now. It. Yeah, uh, that's a a fun game. I think there's a there was a lot less bad blood after this one for sure. Other than I don't know, Walsh, I, Walsh was gonna jump across the table at Dustin a couple times. All for cheating. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this just you know being on a team again lundy it takes me back to our old days in in badminton doubles mm. and uh one of my <laughs> wife's uh co-workers who works at st thomas which is the junior high we went to we we have a banner up and so oh, she, yeah, nice. she texted a picture of the banner of our names on there because we won something do they want us and to they, go they, in they and... spelled my name wrong they did yeah k-e-v-e-n <laughs> <laughs> on this fucking Keevan. big banner in school Keevan. yeah Keevan. Keevan. What a loser. So you can't even take no you're kevin wall <laughs> i remember no because lund's been around the fire did i guys did i ever tell you guys about the, my badminton days with this guy named kevin walsh <laughs> yeah it don't, he like, looked exactly like kevin <laughs> but he was good at badminton <laughs> my one legacy at that school and they tarnished it <laughs> Okay, we're off the rails yeah, again. We, we made it. We made it pretty far. So that is a great time to wrap up. It, it's getting late here. A great episode again. Thanks, guys. You know, I know uh, middle of the week, a little bit later, did things a little bit differently tonight, but uh, I couldn't wait to get back together, honestly, after Saturday. And it, it's been a, a ton of fun again. And uh, we're always going to go off the rails, but I really did enjoy this episode a lot because I think we, uh, as much as we like to goof around. You know, we, we always say that we like to be the community podcast, and I think we we really hit on that today and, and getting some uh, bringing in some very important people and getting an important message out. So uh, hopefully, I didn't steal anyone's last words right out of their mouth mouths. Though, don't say the word mouths; it's hard to say. Yeah, I'm just gonna speak moistly here. <laughs> uh, great job, everybody. Yeah, the only thing I got is, uh, you know, I've talked, uh, I've ran into a few people in in the public that uh, have told me they've enjoyed the podcast and enjoyed listening. So honestly, just really appreciate you guys taking the time and and wasting your day away with us. Uh, really appreciate it, and and the businesses who have partnered up with us and and got their name out there, and ho- hopefully we're doing. Uh, what you envisioned uh, yourselves getting involved with us. And yeah, just appreciate uh, the whole Red Deer feel we got going on as we move into, you know, a cool Christmas season here. Yeah. And if any of you businesses are 
disappointed with what we're doing, uh, Ted's DMs are open. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew, we'll we'll have that meeting, Andrew Russell. Don't worry. <laughs> and I would just uh, remind people that even though the calendar has launched, you can still buy those calendars. They make a great Christmas gift. So you can go to either the Red Deer Firefighter um, calendar uh, Instagram or to the Red Deer Firefighters Children's Charity Instagram or um, website and buy those. That is great. I'm glad you threw that in there because we completely forgot about it. So as we wrap up again, guys, this is episode 19, which means number 20 is coming up next time. We're going to record that at the end of November, release at the beginning of December. Then we're rolling up. We really are, you know, we're going to go on a, a nice little sports trip together. And right after that, December 11th is the one year anniversary of, of the release of the first episode of Oh Dear, which I think is going to be pretty cool. So we're going to do something fun. We're going to record a, a one year kind of a cheesy clip show type of thing for that. And uh, that's going to pretty much be it for 2021. So I'll look out for those next two episodes as well. And as always, a huge thank you to Kara Horsley from Mamas for Mamas Red Deer and Miles Peak from the Red Deer Outreach Center for coming by tonight. Again, a, a little later on the Wednesday night, they made time for that. It was another great interview and great to share both of their stories there. Thank you, as always, to Bose Bar and Stage, our presenting sponsor. I don't think we ever have enough to say about Bose. Uh, lots of great stuff going on there and always lots of great stuff going on in here so thank you again to ryan and riley from communal creative studios for letting us use their space and uh yeah follow us on social media throw us a like uh we don't have as many five-star google reviews as andrew russell uh what did he say he's got 40 so he has exactly 40 more than we do but if you like us give us a review uh yeah lundy you, you got a, a cool sign off because i don't yeah see you later i think the best sign off we have tonight is think about our veterans as we move through november and happy holidays.